is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control and this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will, sadly, be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging respiratory virus threats, NERVTAG, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious. Assume you might be infectious. And that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further. And I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public, um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment, for sure. I to say, as I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime, so as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behaviour.
reading that law line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Yeah, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood, blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Yes, it's Friday, Jihad Day, and uh, what a uh, <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> to start my day. I had an early appointment today, so I was up early, got it out the way. Was feeling, uh, you know, I'd done something productive with my day, and uh, I came back to another gig spiral. <laughs> oh, hello. Set the microphone. What's the matter? What's the matter? No, you can't climb on my desk. Come on, then you get. Uh, let's see. You should get a proper run Telegram account and Discord. There's very little. I do have a Telegram account. Um, you go to it from McCann Dojo. Um, hardly anyone uses it. But um, Discord is where most people seem comfortable. Um, we can pull in Telegram chat too. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Uh, um, this, oh, I've got to be careful now. I've got cat fur all over me. Um, so we're going to spend a bit of time today looking at the latest gig spiral and obviously addressing some of the, again, accusations. I wouldn't say um, they were as outrageous as 
they have been but uh it's uh it's good to make sure that you're getting on top of uh well what what did i call it <laughs> weed psychosis hyperfictive interrelations right and there's a, a degree of um you know like that where, where is it where's that um Meow. Uh, meow. What do you want? What do you want? You can't come on here. You can't come on here. Don't, don't go near my face. Don't go near my face. Meow. Meow. <laughs> Hello, Nova. Hello. Hello. Yeah, you good kitty. Yes, you are. I'm at some point going to have to go and uh, wash my hands, probably. Um, no, 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 no! No cat! You can't fight. <laughs> you can't fight the world, damn it! Um, the, uh... So, anyway, I'll come back. And uh, the Giga Spiral, you know, like that meme with all the red... Um, bits of string going everywhere and and so you know i think it's i think it's just important to correct the record and give my um uh, take on things and you know try to try to address what i think is uh misrepresentation etc um a missing of the target um let's see so uh let's run it. no 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 come on Behave. Jump all over. Let's jump all over my shit. Come on. Uh, right. Um, I suppose I'd better bring up uh, the stream. And I didn't really grab timestamp because uh, it was... In the middle, meow. Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. All right, so let's let's do this, etc. And this and this. Wow! Do, uh, oh, I switched everything off. God is damn it! Uh, oh, it's all going bananas, bloody cat. She. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! God damn! Live broadcasting. What can I say? Um, are we still streaming? You might have stopped. Might hit the, yeah, it should be working. Uh, all right, where was I? Uh, yes, that's me. Uh, systems neuroscientist, as uh, JJ Cooey uh, relayed in his latest stream. And of course, it's Jihad Day, it's Friday. Please, 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 everything. Everything goes to feed that tax evading blick of mine, the monkey on my back, the bane of my existence. But he's there fighting for you in the background, making sure that all the uh, tech tools that we have available are, um, well, working most of the time. So uh, the please, please, please use those usury cards. Uh, gay pal, you can become a Patreon. Buy me a coffee. Subscribe star. Cryptocurrencies. Uh, that's about all. But... Um, Yes, anything and everything I will accept to make sure that I stay in the fight to be able to make sure to... F where the fucking internet is wrong! God damn it! I must correct it. 
And, oh my God, I've got two cats in here now. Run, get out! Bit of aversion therapy. Um, let's see. Where was I? Yes, uh, you can follow all the... Uh, on my social media, I tend to be on Twitter. The links where we stream, of course, you can join the Discord uh, as long as it's available. Of course, we suffered a uh, or attempted attack yesterday, but uh, we survived. All the work is still there. And what I would suggest people in the current environment, if, if the uh, trajectory that we're on is not going to change, uh, it's going to get uh, maybe a hell of a lot worse. So uh, register to be notified just give an email address you will know when i go live or if we have if we get struck down in whatever manner i'll probably use that just to inform people um so uh let's see uh did that did that and all right let's get to giga spiral and um <laughs> i don't know at what point do we Well, it's about midway, right? Is it, um... Has it not transcoded yet? Is it not available? Yeah, there it is. All right, so... Um, it's the Something usual like shtick um, at the beginning where um, he's trying to... Uh, again, assert that um, RNA viruses are um, unable to spread and maintain ecological niches in the environment. They're too fragile. They're not a um, they're a mysterious quantity with respect to science, and so it's impossible impossible that they could spread. Now, I don't have any particular issue about release of uh, viruses made from infective clones that fits very well with the biological warfare hypothesis i tend to think that they have they have an ability to um, continue the um, the infective process and we've gone through a bunch of papers this week actually looking at how it causes immune dysregulation importantly importantly how n protein n n n nucleocapsid protein from sars-cov-2 is able to tag cd147 get in infect t-cells and start causing them and, and basically causing an acquired immune deficiency syndrome which was the take of the paper now i don't know how much of that um hands out in the um, in the clinical data lymphocytopenia is something that we've seen it's associated with vaccines it's it's certainly associated with the um, well I, I want it's just sequelae of this uh, spilling into the environment of all these peptides now of course he goes on to sort of make, uh, let's see if I can sort of switch through. It doesn't, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there was this part, um, again, where he's trying to 
uh, talk about exosomes. And look, um, the way that he's framing it, that it's it was a it's a complete unknown, and this this isn't true at, at any sort of high level biology, right? And so, what have we been doing this week? We've been talking about how prions spread, right? How um, well, the last paper we were looking at was uh, retroviruses, how they cause ligamas to be released and packaged up into extracellular vesicles, exosomes, and go and uh, latch on and trigger the prion process in uh, recipient cells, neighboring cells. And we got halfway through that paper yesterday. It's a continuation of, uh, I want to say, was it this paper? This one, this one, right? Um, reactivated, no, 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 no. Have you gone? This one. No, maybe not. This is the latest one. Oh, I've lost it. What did I do with it? Ah, this one. Uh, from 2021, highly efficient intracellular spreading of protein misfolding mediated by viral ligand receptor interactions. And again, looking at how these disease processes spread. It's not just viruses. You're a moron if you think in those terms. It's just part of a much more complex picture with respect to pathology. And we, it's incumbent upon us to know uh, what this means. And the paper that was looking at uh, H or acquired immune deficiency um, talks very much again about how these um, extracellular vesicles could be part of this process. Okay, how N protein gets secreted out from infected cells that are exposed to virus and go out and uh, knock out the immune system to give the virus a chance. These are, these are all things that are extant in the literature. The references go back many years. And so Jay trying to make uh, this uh, point about um, this is all foreign. They didn't, they didn't show it to you. Well, you know, um, some people are going to struggle to understand that level of biology so you know people understand uh basic virology i guess and how they can cause problems and you know most of the but most you joe joe public uh have got other things on their minds uh like how to pay the rising cost of living etc it's only spurgs like us who are really really into uh picking away at the weeds of this sort of thing now look uh, uh, from my perspective, it's good that Jay is starting to understand disease, pathology, etc. But he's still missing the mark by thinking that those non-replication competent particles don't do anything. It's all part of the uh, repertoire, the orchestra of uh, disease-causing processes. And those disease-causing processes can cause serious chronic long-term uh, disease um, amyloid like disease that's why i focus on amyloids prions so much right because as we saw yesterday we saw daphne monkey and how those 
tiny molecular processes eventually emerge and take a what should be by any metric a healthy monkey at that age and essentially turned it into a um, an octogenarian with neuropsychiatric disorders and you know it's the it was my job to sort of try and tease apart how these uh, these mechanisms work. Now, I tended to work more at the macro scale, the molecular biology. That was sort of done down the hall, if you like. It was uh, I was more interested in electrophysiology, but I had to know about this type of stuff because it was part of the disease mechanism as we were trying to figure out figure out whether the models that we were using matched up with the uh, what, what the clinicians are reporting to us in the uh, in the journals in the meetings etc etc and you know there was there was this disconnect until Daphne monkey came along and our working hypothesis was that she along with um, a single single uh, nucleotide deletion I want to say um, developed uh, this crippling condition and our working hypothesis at the time was it it was probably an interaction with some pathogen in the environment or as we're learning it could have been uh, endogenous retroviruses as well they cause prion seeding as well right these are these are not well they can't be right i mean they they're used in um some biological processes but um in other cases they do cause disease states and you know that's my area and where i like to focus and i think where you should focus as we try to um understand the like i say the berging out about um infectious clones everyone everyone knew that when it was it was put forward that you're dealing with something from a laboratory recombinant proteins plasmids etc this is all part of the technology that um, everyone is concerned about like the rabies virus that we would use for anatomical tracing that would come from a, a clone basically and they would tweak that clone to try to get better results with respect to transfecting the uh, the brain and uh, well, I don't know if it's transfecting or infecting in this in this particular case I guess transfecting but um, the all all this biology is it's not new it's not it's not a mystery to people now is is, is Jay upset that Fox News wasn't giving all the details. It seems so. Um, I don't know whether... Sh should uh, should the virologists have been up there talking about these things? The problem is maybe most biologists just don't go down to this particular level. I haven't met many virologists who think about prions, personally. Um, it tends to be those involved in trying to study neurodegenerative disorders at a sort of systems level. Um, Let's see. Where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Um, so, 
Let's do this. So um, I think this is, um, again, I think he's building straw men here. Um, this is something we've been talking about, been talking about it in detail uh, for the last week, in fact, as we try to explain the emergent clinical syndromes that we're seeing, right? So that's that's important, but it's it's not really the main part of what I want to get to. And, um, you know, he kind of, he's looking at Gallo here and they're saying, yeah, there's all this um, uh, use of uh, exosomes, etc., as part of signaling. Again, none of, none of that is particularly new. We know that cells are doing this in the body. It's an intense area of investigation. He makes the point about, well, you know, they've gone and had to study disease to try to understand uh, or, or to carve out a space where they could be looking at exosomes. And look, the simple fact is, is that a lot of scientific research has to have some sort of real world application. And the simple way is to talk about therapies or understanding diseases, etc, etc. Talking about trying to submit a grant to just be talking about interactions of exosomes isn't going to rank that high when someone's saying well yeah i want to do that and i want to be able to cure cancer with it right or whatever other complex condition um so again i think uh lots of lots of straw men and whinging from jay uh like okay i want to get to this point where, again, he doesn't understand what this means, right? He thinks that there are just a few infective particles, competent infective particles that are happening as part of the disease process when he's talking about when they've done nanopore and they see what what's the products that are being produced. And again, I will point back to... Uh, this paper, this paper, this paper is important because it's pointing out the importance of the N protein, its ability to target CD147, right, and attack the immune system. So that immunomythology that he likes to harp on about takes a, 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 a hit. You don't have a functioning immune system. The, the, the agent goes out of its way to disable your immune system so it has the best chance to um, seed a, uh, a, a lineage, I guess, within the, I don't know if you believe in swarms, but um, let's see. Time says, I will give you one anecdote as to what concerns me with JC. Um, What's that? I'm waiting. Um, I normally hate fence sitters, but here I am. Um, look, the the simple fact is is that Jay has been working very, very hard for a long time to undermine throw uh, throw rocks, etc. And um, he's um, you, know, you could say you know you want individual thinkers etc but he's going off on tangents that are just not true right and making stuff up and in doing so he's basically engaging in slander right so um 
So, yeah, here he's, again, he's not understanding that. Again, go watch the streams I've done earlier in the week. And um, he's not, he's, he's trying to look at the virus cycle and trying to gerrymander it into his idea that clones can't spread, there isn't disease process, etc. Whereas, you know, real world data tends to show that there is a uh, persistent agent. Now, again, I don't have an issue with them using clones in a biowarfare paradigm, which I think we're in. I think they'll use anything and everything to try and get their way at the moment, so much so that we've ratcheted up tensions to the point where it's not scientists talking anymore, it's now militaries, okay? And that means that we're in a far, far worse situation than three years ago when the pandemic started. And that's because of bio-warfare, whether it was defensive biowarfare and a mistake happened or it was very deliberately released again you can i would argue you can look at the molecular markers in the um the pathogen itself and that could give you indicators as to the suspects involved and you never see uh cooey wanting to stray into that space why because it it, it it'll break his paradigm and in his paradigm, you can get out of this trajectory towards um, conflict by wishing it away, basically. And that's, um, it, it's, not, it's not appropriate. The job of the scientist is to go through the data, find out, get to the ground truth. And the ground truth is far, far away from where he is at the moment. Um, so I want to get to um, his history lessons. Uh, you know, there's this point here. Let me let me address this point here, right? I think right now we've got hindsight being 2020. Okay, if this was a deliberate attack, then hospitals were weaponized. Too. Now, were all hospitals weaponized? I don't know. Were some hospitals weaponized? Probably. Was it a serious problem in the US when they incentivized the treatment protocols, right? That the government would pay if it was a COVID issue. That's problematic. That's a US problem. But the same the same patterns have been occurring in other countries. And again, I would just defer to Japan as being the optimal laboratory for working out how the, um, the components, multiple components of this modern day warfare agent has been deployed and you know what i can feel the cat hairs just starting to um make me itch so i need to go wash my face and hands just uh, bear with me a second folks i'll be back i'll be back
right, all right, where was I? Okay, so um, I think, um, yes, we should be looking at every facet, but I'm, I'm not going to minimize the agents, the vaccines, etc. all their role in moving us in the particular direction that we're going. And we're moving in a very, very, uh, we're in a very, it's unknown. We're, we're un, in unknown territory right now because of the interventions that they've made. And if they've damaged people's immune systems, which could be the case and with you know the most obvious example of that being the class switching etc that might be that might be a coup de gras of a weapon that unfurls itself over the coming years that we um well <laughs> i don't it doesn't bear thinking about but the uh the the idea that you just have to be looking if you're not looking at precisely what jay wants to do then you've been scooby-dooed no I, I would say that jay is trying to take a minimal slice of it and say see nothing is nothing's real so we can ignore it um i think that's a naive position to take i think we're uh, we're in Again, very treacherous waters, uh, again, probably, probably initiated very deliberately looking at all the evidence we've accumulated now and um, the aspersions, the aspersions that he casts are um, uh, mis, uh, misrepresentative, I should say. And, you know, he's, I don't know, what's he trying to say with this slide? So, um I don't agree. No, no. Let's let, let, let's be very clear. I've spoken with Yeadon. I've said he's been excellent speaking out against government overreach. He was he was excellent for that. But his um, his insistence that they can't track a respiratory pathogen. Right now, and I, I don't consider SARS a respiratory pathogen. It's it goes anywhere and everywhere it chooses. It's just where you get the infective dose, right? The um, anyone who would try to ignore the extant body of evidence with respect to sequencing and the the clinical data that we see, etc. And this is this is something you never hear them talking about, which is why did all these people end up in the hospital to begin with something caused them to go there now if the treatment was rejigged to maximize casualties that's a war crime okay and should be treated as such i'm in absolute agreement but something put them in the hospital and i just don't think that they were spraying every town village and city across the globe to get the effects that they have to to see what we've seen um, in Japan, and you know again I I think Japan's massive increase in all cause mortality is correlated with the rollout of the vaccines, and again it may be indicative of um, immune dysregulation 
again but this um this middle of the road that he's talking about it's not the middle of the road it's actually um ignoring much of the scientific literature that we have to hand and again it's trying to trying to engage in narrative formation such that you um I don't know. You feel that you've uh, you've cracked the problem, or in Jay's words, the the Scooby Doo. Um, maybe I might let it play from here. Let's let's see. And and Michael Eden. That's it. So in 2020, this is basically what the map looks like. The no virus people were already there. They were already not talking, but really, that was only Kaufman. The others hadn't really been recruited yet. And if we go all the way to 2023 again, of course, the, the whole... And who was the first to really start going after Kaufman? Me. Me. Because I could see, I could see the assaults coming, the psychological operations starting to unfurl. The, how should we say? The, the suspicious end of the spectrum with respect to, you know, people have been burnt before with respect to, um, I don't want to say government, but bad actors pulling off massive events to change world events. 9-11, for example. 9-11 was the seed that birthed where we are right now. I think most people can agree on that. But let's not forget, Jay tried very, very hard to court these people. Went there, <laughs> went there, trying to, I don't know, thinking that they were some type of natural allies when he couldn't recognize it for what it was, which was a, a, a grift. A grift built on a fictive reality and ideology that was making these people a fuck ton of money. Um, one thing that can't be controlled so far is info going around the internet. Won't surprise me if they dump out all the communication at some point. Yeah, look, this is something we need to be prepared for. It's why I put so much into having our own architecture, streaming platforms, email lists, etc. Now, look, if they pull all the um, access points, etc., then we're back to snail mail. But right now, as um, collective groups were able to pass information quite rapidly and see what seemed you know where is it where is it landing on the landscape to try to build an image about what's happening and you know you've got one which is that it jumped out of a cave the uh the Priests in white coats came and saved us with the mRNA, and now it's uh, everything's tickety boo. Um, you've got no virus people, and then you've got a whole bunch of people who are just very, very suspect about the whole thing, who are talking about possibly being lab origin, like Jay was at the beginning, right? Is Jay part of the uh, the panic that was being induced back then, once people were talking about a lab origin pathogen? Hmm? never never hear him talking about that very much oh no no no, no. he was innocent no um 
Let's see. They're poisoning the well. Well, you know, poisoning wells comes with the territory with uh, these people. Uh, all right. So let's do this. Oh, the whole thing has changed and people have moved and now it's really gain of function, probably gain of function, lab leak, release. Um, and basically we just have. His infective clone theory is a gain-of-function lab-origin release. You had to make those clones in a lab. You had to go and release them somewhere. Now, I'm kind of ambivalent to how it was spread. Point source or, um, I don't know, men in long trench coats uh, surreptitiously spraying airports and uh, trains. I, I don't know we'll ever get to that data, right? All we can work with is the events that spiraled from it. And again, look at the clinical data. Look at the basic science research like we've been looking at this week. Again, which looks at the role of these, um, these peptides that become part of the cell's output once the virus gets in there. And Jay needs to think about what all those hundreds of thousands of N protein copies are doing when they get coated in, in phospholipid and thrown out and can target immune cells via CD147 receptors. We're talking specifically about how, in this last paper, the exosome has to have some receptor on it in order to seed, in order to seed the prion propagon into the next neighboring cell right that's that's an evolutionary strategy okay it's not a um it's not a indicator of the fragility of this what do you call it an agent organism i guess um Let's see. Rogue says, if Kevin turned up at the bar in Philly on time, I reckon they'd still be cool with each other. Probably, but he's that, he's that, um, how should we say? He's, he's wound tight, right? And you know what? I'm glad I turned up late because it, it's kind of allowed us to see the person that he is. I would much rather I was it was a far far better time even though it's freezing cold on that mountain up there with just sweet fromage eating shrooms building fires watching nature go by okay um <laughs> Jay actually turned out to be a um fucking annoyance and literally caused multiple multiple problems from there I'm not joking uh petulant yes and vengeful spirit um yes uh good good descriptors so um look <laughs> i don't know who that is with uh the stethoscope and is that z dog but um look man i've got no love for any of these people get vandenbosch alike pete mccullough um eric weinstein look i'll listen to eric weinstein but again uh brett sorry um weinsteins again just seem a little bit suspect i've been talking about them for a long time way before jay did um 
Bob Malone, again, I've never spoken to him, but I'm just very suspect of anyone who um, has emerged from that biowarfare space. Just me. Maybe I'd meet him and uh, all my all my suspicions would uh, evaporate and I'd think he'd be a good guy. Um, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I don't know. I hear so much left and right about him. I've heard him say some really, really useful things, but I know he's hiding a whole bunch of patents with respect to GP120. Um, I would let go of those patents. He doesn't need them. He's got a huge substack. He's he's not um, in need of the uh, shekels, etc. Um, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna play the uh, moral figurehead of a particular movement, you know, it's best best to sort of uh, let those kind of things and and do it publicly. Just say I'm I'm against vaccines now. Right. And so I'm letting go of my patents uh, or any of the uh, the money that comes from the the patent itself. I'm giving to, I don't know, children's health defense, for example, to help those who got injured by vaccines. That would be a kind of cool move on his behalf. The remdesivir thing, I, again, it's it's not um, it's not nailed on. For me, I'm afraid, uh, I mean, if we were talking about formatidin, maybe, maybe, but um, I'm not, uh, I'm not totally biting down on that particular aspect. Sasha Laprovia, um, very, very sketchy person, uh, again, has pushed graphene. Uh, what's his name? Shimanitz, the spitter. The spitter on the microscope slides, um, all that type of bullshit. Is she okay with looking at the regulatory stuff? Yeah, she's fine. But um, as Charles says, she knows jack shit about biological weapons. You know what? Jay knows bat shit <laughs> about biological weapons. You know who I'm going to listen to about biological weapons? The, the expert who worked with biological weapons. That's who I'm going to listen to. Um, Ryan Cole, uh, I've spoke with, seems perfectly a gentleman. Uh, Sukrat Bakti, never really had contact with him. I know he's doing some very sketchy stuff in the past. Uh, RFK, um, I'm kind of ambivalent. I'm very, very happy. He brought up the issue of race-based warfare and uh, the particular K26R group who has fingerprints all over this. And so we, um, I want someone to stand up and say we need to be looking at those fuckers as much as we need to be looking at the Ching Chongs, the US and any other groups that could have been involved in the mass murder of millions and millions of people. Whatever killed them, they're dead now. And now we got we got a fight for him right otherwise you'll be next uh dennis rancor um again he's uh, very selective in his data when you challenge him about data that doesn't fit he just clams up and goes away uh zev selenko uh, maybe his protocol w worked because he was primarily treating k26r advantageous polymorphisms uh the panda dude i think is an asshole because he goes to extraordinary lengths to deny the fact that bio warfare could be a possibility he is a limited hangout uh wolfgang Wodak, i don't really know and everyone knows my feelings about the no virus people i'm sorry that jay has uh giga spiraled the way that he has because um you know he could have been again doing useful shit right now honestly that's that's what i think 
Um, what's Bacti done that's sketchy? I'm, I'm not really at liberty to say right now, um, but the uh, uh, he's not the person you think he is. Put it that way. Um, all right. So, blah, 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 blah. Um, have I missed anyone on here? Um, not really. I don't have much else to say about these people. So, a few people here in the middle who are actually asking about the protocols and telling us there wasn't any evidence of spread. There is not an evidence of a respiratory. Again, um, you, you, you're going to get cut down at the knees when you say that there was no spread. Right. You, you've got, you can't just make an assertion and come with no evidence. You've got to, You've got to account for all that we've seen. I agree that hospitals became kill boxes. You know, I was one of the first to be playing Carl Sidel, who was saying these people are coming in. They've got this like altitude sickness and then we're blowing their lungs up. That was, the, you know, we were on that straight away. Um, I was on the fact that Sweden was denying oxygen to its elderly. Britain had DNR notices on those who had disabilities. Britain was uh, loading people up on midazolam and uh, fentanyl and uh, sending them off uh, to an early grave. We knew all this was going on early, early on. The question is, why were they ending up in the kill box to begin with? And so, yeah, you could argue, well, had we just treated it like normal, then um, perhaps we wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, but you know what? The, the people involved in firing this weapon made sure that didn't happen. And they made sure all the herd got pushed in so they got the binary component that expresses amyloidogenic spike peptide all through your body, start seeding it, and it all going out in little exosomes, little exosome trafficking, etc., that we know is going on and is going to impact uh, organ systems in very, very, uh, I don't want to say unpredictable ways. If, again, people will have more sensitivity relative to the to others, and you know some will get taken out quick, and some will just uh, carry on as if uh, nary anything had happened. And it, it's the same with the virus itself. We know some have a far far worse outcome than others, right? But it's within this mix, this milieu, right? That the that's the weapon being fired. Okay, and so this sort of passing of the data and again, purity tests that Jay is doing is just a, uh, I would consider it, it's, it's a time waste. And it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of using it to try to justify the giga spirals that he has had where he has fucked up and he's fucked up a lot. Pathogen, whereas the vast majority of the people that we're paying attention to are in this triangle here, and what this result hang on why would they go through all the trouble with hospitals if they know the virus is long-term mayhem why push the shot so hard the virus cannot cannot be as bad by my logic um again i would put it in the context of you have to look at it, it was all part of the the weapon system itself and so it means and again i, I, I try to explain it this way if it if it was a weapon system okay next gen weapon system the people that had control of it of the trigger had a highly highly in-depth knowledge of its potential 
and how it could um, impact on society. And it, they made sure that it had maximal impact, right? Um, if you use, I don't know, a mortar, right? Just a small little mortar to scare people to run down an alley, right? You've got a crowd and you can force them into an alley. And then when they're in the alley, you can mow them down with machine guns. Which, which part of that equation is more worse than the other? I don't think you can really... Um, it's, it's stupid trying to weight it all when you should be trying to look at... You, you've got to try and understand the bigger picture here. And, you know, the long-term effects, the, again, the incapacitation. The people who have deployed this weapon no they, they'll know ask any clinician biologist etc it's impossible to get a hundred percent you never kill a hundred percent right you it the uh, domestos night it kills 99.9 percent .9 germs dead but there's always something left right so th th that's kind of what you're dealing with you have to you have to see it as all cogs and wheels not cogs and wheels um Let's see, Centropede says there's different groups, there's different goals, short-term, long-term, and some things were unintended but align with long-term goals, centralization of power. Yeah, and look, the emergence of this centralized authority that we've caught a glimpse of, I do think is a, a, a huge factor in what we're seeing playing out. After, after sitting here, staring at these screens for more than three years of already being suspect of uh, the corporate world for a very very long time i do not do not like what we see and i think that those people are capable of horrendous acts dalton is this everybody who questions the protocols the spread the variants suggests that maybe Yep. They're grossly exaggerating the fidelity with which they can track this thing, etc. You get ignored. No, Jay, you've got to come up with fucking data, dude. You can't just make assertions. Real data. You've got to counter the published studies that are out there. And that's the, that's the problem that you have right now. And that's why most professionals are sort of looking at you askance right now and again you know this little group here i don't think are on target that much sorry yeden's okay with the uh tyranny etc he's from the uk he's probably he's got a well-honed understanding of what that would mean. I don't know Wolfgang Waldak. Again, Panda Dude is just a dude in denial. Again, he's he's switched on to what essentially is global tyranny, which uh, we should all be concerned about. And again, Dennis Rancor is uh, selective in his data. Anybody that goes all the way over to the no virus team is fine. You get all kinds of stuff, then you get your substack goes up. and Which I think is what you were aiming for, Kui, I'm afraid that's that's what it looked like you were trying to court these people to try to build an audience whilst you were um how should we say doing what i'm doing trying to survive um on a day-to-day -day basis and you thought you could go over there and um grab some audience from them some support to keep you going but what you found is is you found that they're a bunch 
of ideologically driven fanatics who don't want to actually look fully at the data. Jay doesn't want to look fully at the data. Why isn't he looking at extravesicular transport of amyloidogenic peptides? That's, that's where the game is right now. That's where the tip of the spear, if you like, with respect to these weapons are. Your blog goes crazy and you get lots of imitations, but everybody's got to go across this road. The moment you start getting into this yellow area, the no-virus people attack you immediately. Everybody who's come into this area, the no-virus people have attacked you. You know that. But if you stay over here, in this triangle, it doesn't matter where you are, you're fine. That's not true. Mike Eden should be placed over here. And um, he's signed letters with Bailey, Cowan, Kaufman, etc. I wrote emails to him saying, don't do it. Don't do it. But he did. He did. And like I say, I don't think uh, Mike Eden is short of a bob or two. I really don't. I think he's independently wealthy and can do what he wants. And so, uh, you know, just cast me as being a little bit suspicious of his motives right now. Maybe his motives are he just doesn't want to be in that technocratic dystopia like the rest of us. Maybe. Maybe. And so it's easier for him to um, ignore the scientific data points which go against what it is that he's spouting than it is to actually go and read those papers and understand pathological mechanisms in play. Who's the uh, Padgy here down here? Who's that? And that's what I see happening here. And so again... Some of the people you trust are responsible for this. They don't all know that they did it. One would um, again, he's uh, he's clinging to the Giordano um, script that was put out there, like a security blanket, because he doesn't want to think that there could be these agents being seeded through the environment that have persistence, have a set of goals programmed into them that make them you know, um, they make them problematic, coupled with the fact that um, it's being weaponized by the corporate sphere to roll out the other, other binary component of the attack on your biology. Wittingly or wittingly, though, they did it. And so we've got we've to point it out so that we can get people the course correct. Because a lot of these people are ignoring this stuff. We need... Yeah, say, um, straw man argument, and let's get to some of his history. This is what I wanted to get to. This is where it starts to get um, key. Blazardino says, I don't see Kev attacking anyone. He's trying to get them to pay attention to the information coming out and using their platforms to get more people to be knowledgeable and what is going on around them. Oh, I attack plenty of people, um, especially if I think that their information that they're putting out um, is harmful over the any any sort of time period that we're working with here. The lockdowns were happening and we were wearing masks and we were taking our temperature as we went into the University of Pittsburgh and I was avoiding that by going through the cargo garage. I was talking about... I wasn't. It didn't happen here. What happened to me was um, I'm 99% convinced I got SARS in Daegu, in Korea, in December, which was the 
epicenter of their super spreader event as it emerged over the next couple of months. I was deathly sick, deathly, deathly sick. Aspirin, and you know, it's it, it, aspirin and ibuprofen. I take very, very rarely just because it fucking upsets me. But aspirin saved my fucking life, right? And we, we've got evidence now as to why that should be because we're dealing with this um, disseminated coagulopathy. And so an anticoagulant is going to work. Okay. What was I doing at the beginning? Screaming about them telling people to go home and take acetaminophen. Don't do that. If you're going to do that, tell them to go home and take aspirin. But no, they wanted the people to come back into the hospitals. Get them back in the hospitals and then they can move forward. That's part of, uh, if, if we're saying that this is a, a, a weaponized system, it's a it's been planned. I don't think scam is the right word. It's been planned to achieve an end result. That's why you use a weapon. You've got a set of goals that you want to achieve, and that's the that's the tool you're going to pick out your toolbox to make sure you get what uh, you need done. Done. Uh, let's see. Rogio says, "Hey, Kev wore a flat cap, and Malone also wore a flat cap. Make of it what you will." That did make me laugh. <laughs> Did he really say that? Oh my god, man! The uh... <laughs> is that true? Hyperfictive interactions, Batman. Natural immunity from the very beginning, and arguing with my my friends and colleagues in the hallway at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine that it was absolutely ridiculous to think that a coronavirus could be released that was completely novel that we must have overlapping immunity. We certainly don't have to worry about this. If we had to worry about it, they would be taking a lot more action than they are. Well, they took all, all kinds of counterintuitive reactions. Didn't shut down borders. Um, told people they didn't need masks while doing everything they could to get masks for first responders. China had been buying up all the PPE for months and months and months. Jay forgot that little factoid. Right. And it, again, people were emerging into 2020 going, Jesus, what the fuck is going on? We had very, very sparse data points. And this was the time that I got sucked into the group Drastic, which is pretty exciting. I thought it was really neat. And three papers were published from the group of Drastic, including Dan Sorotkin's paper, Mona, uh, her last name starts with an R, and her husband's paper about the Mojang miners, and uh, Rosanna Segreto and... Yuri Dagan's paper about the fear and cleavage site and the likely lab origin of the virus. All three of those papers I was a reviewer on. You can find my name on the front page of at least one of them as an open reviewer. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I also had the privilege and honor of meeting Kevin McCarran. Oh, that's nice. Um, some kind words for a change. Um, you know, uh, we did talk a little bit. I remember contacting Jay because um, I saw his bike ride video talking about lab origins but there was a lot of people looking into um potential lab origins particularly as wuhan started to emerge and everyone knew that there was the wuhan institute of virology i can remember a 4chan link to virological etc and the discussions going on there it was and i remember i remember them saying oh we've proved that it's not uh, lab origin on virological and i was like ah i'm not buying that <laughs> not, not from my personal experience. Sorry, sorry. I'm going to do my best to warn people about my interactions with it. 
and I had a hard time with it. Other people didn't. I know, I know many, many people across the entire spectrum, from people who have died to people who have been fucked up, people who just got ill and just struggling, and to people who uh, just brushed it off, and people who have had nothing at all. Again, this is the nature of the, um, the weapons that, that are being used. When they drop a bomb... Not everyone gets uh, vaporized by the bomb, right? There's a there's a distance away from it where you know you'll you'll only get a couple of limbs blown off, and then a little bit further you'll just uh, receive some um, deep penetrating shrapnel, and a bit further away a few cuts and grazes, yada yada yada, right? The, this is um, this is how you have to think about it, and you know those roundtables, um, as far as I remember being three years ago and it was Addy Ads who contacted me first and um, the the discussions at the time were what data do we have what data do we have and this was in March right and I don't think I'd been streaming even a month and I'd already come across censorship got my Twitter taken down for talking about neurotropism. Banned on 4chan, whatever it was, some other um, message board thing. Again, for talking about tropism. They had gatekeepers in place trying to make sure that a narrative was stuck to. Um, Centripede says Adiads also has Native American ancestry, if I recall correctly. Uh, I, I don't remember. Maybe. I remember him saying he was, he'd, he'd been in Japan in Okinawa. But, um, look, he seemed like a nice kid to me. He really did. Um, I, I, it was sad that he sort of got sucked into George Webb's orbit because, uh, I, I don't know, maybe he met a lot of people through George Webb, but um, he, he, Addy would be better off going on his own way and reaching out, making connections, building a name for himself. He's a smart kid, and um, I had, I had no problem with Addy. Um, who did I have a problem with? Cottrell. Cottrell straight away. I didn't like him because one, he was larping as a doctor, and two, he was using that to sell potions and silver and vitamins to an unsuspecting public. Now I've made a point. All the time that I've been streaming, not to do that. I mean, I might have done T-shirts for Brubaker for a little bit. But again, I, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want the commercial aspect uh, that other people were using to when they were getting the big boosts with the networks. And every time I came across it, I shot it down and stamped it into the dirt. And it's because of that that I've been able to maintain a pretty solid viewership and people, you know, they come to me because they expect me to give a, you know, a fair appraisal. But if it's sketchy, I'll, um, I'll take off and nuke it from orbit. And uh, Addy adds, and Dr. Paul Cottrell in five early streams um, between March and the beginning of May of 2020, where every weekend or every couple weekends we got together and had a three-hour or four-hour discussion about what was happening. I enjoyed those. I enjoyed those till Cottrell 
started to try to do the marketing thing, right? And I, I went off on him on stream. That wasn't an act. That was, that was spontaneous and me doing what I do. The silver merchant, eh? Um, just a public service announcement. Announcement. Sorry. Please, please, please. Uh, all donos today on Fridays. It's feed the blick day on Friday. Uh, make sure he gets his Mackie D allotment. Uh, let's see. Um, beep, 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 beep. I want to say. Uh, oh, we might have had you day um oh yeah with fed simon uh for that we can have a uh well it's been by bailey's uh... <laughs> and you know the the tenor of my stream evolved, right? It's evolved into this, you know, I, I've taken the model of the internet blood sports, right? And used it. It's been very, very effective, right? So effective that uh, I got, uh, got mentioned, uh, got cited in nature. I did. And so Kevin McCarron was a guy that I had been in touch with basically from the beginning of the pandemic, all right, up until um, right now when he's still replaying all of my streams and, and, and calling me an idiot almost every night. That, that yeah. Every, every time you're going out there and have been casting aspersions and doing the things that he's done over the last year or so, I'm going to be calling it out and when did that really really start happening well you know he gets to it um when he was uh once he began sucking up to the baileys and the kaufmans etc i was i was um gobsmacked that you could um <laughs> with what i was watching and the you know what other response do you have uh yeah it's not gonna stop <laughs> that i've done a stream he does a replay of it but yeah especially especially when you and juicer tonic go and make the type of accusations casting aspersions against uh my reputation i guess etc and saying that i'm part of some fucking cabal that was there to uh ramp up the uh the panic at the beginning Uh, let's see. This time we're still friends and we're still trying to figure it out. Um, and about October of 2020, um, I got asked not to come in at Pitt anymore, but I still had eight months in my contract. So I kept streaming. And this was when they wrote the Jon Snow Declaration, which was this 2020 opinion piece in the, in the Lancet that said that we don't know if natural immunity will work. And we're still trying to figure this out. And masks are great. And lockdowns are great. And the vaccines are going to be great. And it was written by... Rochelle Walensky and a bunch of uh, people that 
that are known to be mouthpieces of the narrative. So I had eight more months in my contract. That's what that is. I got offered a day trading scheme um, by a group, by a person in Drastic. No one's offered me a day trading scheme, <laughs> but I wouldn't do it anyway. I'm not uh, gambling. Don't do it. Um, but I'll, I'll store, I'll store those uh, digital tulips. And when I started following along with that Slack group and watching them trade on Ameritrade in the morning, um, Yuri Dagan, the author of that paper that I reviewed, was in that day trading group as well. So it was an interesting group for a while um, until on Twitter I started speaking out against the transfection and Yuri blocked me. I remember that back then. I remember all the um, turnaround back then. And I was, again, I tried to be data-driven, precautionary principle, wait to see what the data is. And as as the data came out that these transfections were having terrible side effects for people, um, I, I've been, and as we understood the types of technologies that they were, whether they took, they took lab uh, gene engineering technologies and just unleashed them on an unsuspecting public. It was um, a, a, a terrible, terrible breakdown in what I understood to be the uh, the medical discovery to product pipeline. And because I've, I've worked in that sort of environment, yeah, it was medical devices, but the same sort of rules apply, etc. And none of that was applied. It all got thrown out the window. Everything got thrown out the window. And we have to, we have to, yeah, in retrospect, look at it and say, yeah, it all looked highly deliberate, highly coordinated. And now we know it was highly coordinated. It was essentially a military operation. We're still in a military operation right now, and it's ramping up even more. If you're not talking about the fact that it's that, that all these things are converging onto what is essentially could be an existential threat for all, there'll be no more day trading. You'll be uh, you'll be waiting in fucking soup lines. And <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. What's the end state? Well, I imagine it's... Well, they're telling you what the end state is, right? The sort of 2050 agenda where you're not going to be able to eat meat and all that type of nonsense. No long-haul long travel or only once per year, one set of clothes per year. You know, the environmental green fascism is a big component of this for sure for sure and they twist and bend together and uh, are used as again psychological um weapons against an unsuspecting public How much money did he lose trying to trade? I don't know. I mean, it's why I don't. I don't do it. It looks people just look manic when they're when they're doing it, and um, I don't. I don't want that. I, I was never into, you know, when we were down a pub when I were a lad. We used to have uh, what did we used to call them? Just uh, slot machines, I guess. And you know, you hit the buttons and try to get free in a row. And there were people that were they got fucking good at it, but I. I never, I always avoided that sort of thing. 
don't know why just just did never had an interest in it um he had the claim they were given a device of some sort that told them what to trade and when i don't think he said much about losing is that true uh i remember him talking about it with matthew crawford he lost his money and his mind <laughs> look man hyper fictive interactions that's what he's engaging in right now i don't know why he's doing it but he is and it's damaging it's insulting and so i'm going to be damaging and insulting back it's how things work uh let's see i think i remember rfk saying climate deniers should be deported yeah um look there are there are many elements about rfk that i find disturbing okay but having the bio warfare topic being brought up into the discussion in a presidential race that's great I never thought we'd get to that point, but here we are. Now, um, my hope is, is that it being elevated up, it might actually cause some self-reflection and these people to sort of step back from the brink a little bit. Because if they don't, the world that they'll drag us into um, is will be awful. You think the last three years were awful? Holy shit, man. You, you, you're just not clued into fucking reality if you don't understand what's coming, if they start rolling out the big guns. Uh, let's see. RFK Jr. let out casual 1488 reference a few weeks back. Well, you know, anyone... Uh... <laughs> Why shouldn't we celebrate our history? Uncle Adolfio is a big part of it. Um... Look, I don't care about all those other things, right? You know, my my goal is to make sure that I can get my kids through the the event horizon of all these chaotic attractors coming together to form a super super hurricane of chaos, basically, that has the potential to cause severe and long lasting harm to many many people. Again, go back to the paper we looked at this week where they're describing the mechanisms of the nucleocapsid protein to bind to CD147 and attack the immune system of individuals. Right? That's, that's disturbing. Especially, especially when SARS has the ability to infect so many more tissues because of that furin cleavage site. You shouldn't be ignoring things like this. These are important, important data points as you try to figure out in your mind what's going on. Now, I connect that line up there because Yuri is one of the three papers that I published with Drastic or reviewed for Drastic and helped him write. So I found it very odd that when I started coming out against transfection, he blocked me on. It's not that odd. If you know what Yuri is about, Yuri has a... Um, company i guess where they're looking into rejuvenation right and using the same technologies to extend youth right and it's about yamanaka factors and their ability to sort of wind wind back cellular aging etc but the the they need these um gene transfection approaches to make them work 
colour me a little sceptical. And you know what? Uh, there's you, you get allotted three score and ten. Um, I'm happy with that. I, I don't want any more. <laughs> I'm in enough pain. Uh, let's see. The RFK clip was edited. He never said that. Like I said, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. Um, is WTYL chat still working? Uh, you called him out early, Doc. I've called out a lot of motherfuckers, right? I've had to. And you know what? People like that I do it. Right? They trust what it is that I say. And what Cooey is doing right here is trying to undermine the, uh, the trust network that I've built up. So, in my mind, that makes him uh, hostile. A hostile that I've got to take out with extreme prejudice. Okay, Because he's engaging in the same sort of... Um, well, lies lies and trying to profit from it weed induced psychosis indeed 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 all right so let's move on twitter and actually drastic said that we're not interested in talking about the transfection we are exclusively about the origin of the virus so i left drastic and i was always i didn't want to be part of these groups i don't like them right i've worked with them right but i don't want to be of them right i'd rather be independent it's better that way people can trust me more because then they know that i don't have uh, special interests behind me i don't have brett weinstein on fucking signal i do have steve kirsch actually but um you know what uh, minimal interaction. I mean, when we do speak, it's polite, and you know he's been appreciative of the fact that I've gone to bat for him against people like Ian Copeland. And the um, and you know I was doing what I've always done. Went after Copeland. Went went after all these people. Why? Because of these psychological operations being deployed on the internet right now. <clears throat> and so before I left Drastic, I kind of caused a stink about Yuri blocking me. And so Yuri split a group off of Drastic called Drastic Science. And at this time, Charles Rixey was trying to get into Drastic and actually entered Drastic through Drastic Science rather than the original one group of Drastic. And so Drastic Science went on by itself and at some point, a member of Drastic Science, Charles Rixey, came to my house in Pittsburgh and wanted me to understand that the diffuse proposal was real and that he's had it for several months. Let's let's be very clear. Jay has told lies in the past about this event. We have it on record. He said that Charles turned up at his house unannounced. Right? What did he say? A Marine turned up at my house unannounced. That's how he phrased it. That's a lie. That's a lie that he's used to try to spin and, again, try to build this narrative that he has. That, um, again, uh, if you accept that everything was the use of clones and they've sprayed them everywhere, that's still lab origin, that's still 
um, a weapons release. The, the only caveat that Jay is adding to that is that they don't have the ability to create infectious chains. I'm not so sure about that. That's, I guess that's where my difference lies. And I think that there's a, a distinct pathological fingerprint that we can see from this um, agent. Um, I might have to just go and wash my um, face again because it's still a bit itchy and it's bothering me. So um, just bear with me, folks. I'll be back in a sec. <laughs> So everyone using WTYL continue to give feedback. Let me know when things break. Thank you. It's working, right? I see. Uh, I see a WTYL chat. Uh, oh, good to see you. Hope you're well, sweetheart. Um, she says our bodies have evolved that well to expel foreign objects. They have to block our immune system for modified RNA to get in. Uh, yes. Uh, again, I've just. Just be very circumspect right now of everything that you're dealing with, right? My advice to you is to look at this as, as they've took you to war. And right now you're the civilians and they're looking to leverage you as civilians are in war zones. So the war zone right now, unfortunately, looks like it's going to be a global affair. It's impacting everyone. Um, 
forgot where he was on about diffuse so this is this is really where the rot started to set in and jay so let's let you know we've gone through this many times with charles on stream right the reason that charles uh jay got a job with um children's health defense is not because of um his brilliant analyses etc it was because charles went on to his stream and they spoke together and robert malone had rfk sit them down and then rfk contacted charles and child charles to his eternal shame and embarrassment recommended cooey as a as a potential collaborator on his book right um and diffuse was a critical piece it still is a critical piece all this talk from juicetonic about it not being a uh, valid document etc that's bullshit okay we have the people involved we have the records with it being submitted we have the rejection letter we have the full document and we know what they were setting out to do which was essentially a recipe book to make SARS-CoV-2 as Charles says it proves intent that's the important aspect with what we're dealing with right now because if we're lucky and we can get it into a court of law where Charles can stand up there under oath he takes that sh stuff real fucking serious okay um, he's going to stand up there and relay what happened, what the risks that Major Murphy took. Yeah, here's, here's just a little anecdote. On the first evening that um, Charles and myself and my eldest boy were in Hiroshima as we sat down for dinner, Major Murphy contacted Charles and said in literally the last week, He's seen two, two Marines go down after physical exertion with one was dead and the, the other one they didn't know about. So this is, you know, these things are happening, right? And it's happening in real time. And, and maybe because we're sort of contact nodes for this type of information, uh, um, we're getting skewed with respect to the uh, events as they happen. Right. And if we were not paying attention to it, we'd, you know, we'd think everything was tickety boo. Right. Chili Davro says, court of law, you dreamer. Um, look, we have in process grand juries. Right. They, they are being worked on and being moved forwards. We've all submitted affidavits with respect to what's happened over the last three years. And in order to get something approximating restitution for all those people that got put into those kill boxes, that got fucked up and their lungs blown out, etc., 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 we have to get it into the courts. Right now... People are suing EcoHealth Alliance. Great. You know who enabled that? Andrew Huff. Andrew Huff has been, you know, I've had 
minimal contact with him, but he seemed pretty solid. He put his name forward with an affidavit. He, he's prepared to put his neck on the chopping block. What's Cooey done? What has he done? Was he there testing vaccines? Was he there challenging people? No. He hasn't done anything. And now, three years in, suddenly he's turning round and thinking and got it into his weed-filled fucking brain that those discussions we had as we were looking, at, everyone was looking around going, what the fuck is going on? I wasn't fed, I wasn't talking to anyone. I was looking for people to talk to. That's why I reached out to Jay. Yeah, I saw the wrestler that died 36 years old. And I want to say he wasn't the only one this week. If I, I glanced at the story, but it said a tough week for um, wrestlers, wrestling fans. So I, I read that as there being more than more than one event having happened. Um, and so if, if we don't get something into the courts, I don't know where that ends up, right? And we have to pray that we can get into the courts. And again, what has Cooey done with respect to that? Except just try to undermine it. Again, by casting doubt on Diffuse. Diffuse is one of the biggest pieces and most powerful pieces of evidence that we have. That there was intent to make agents specifically like SARS-CoV-2. You know how they would make them? As fucking infective clones. A young college wrestler too. Sad. Sad. All these people are dying. How you? What are you? Are you gonna? Are you gonna weigh those deaths? Oh, that that one wasn't from Remdesivir. We can uh, we can lower rank that one. That young wrestler, he didn't have his lungs blown out. We'll low rank that one. <laughs> what? This is. Uh, Chili Davro says, uh, Grand Jury is Hague, it's all the same corrupt courts, nothing will come of it other than more wars. Maybe, maybe, dude. But you know what? When the war comes, and it very likely fucking will, you want to at least have the, um, assuage your conscience as you go and let blood, or you have your blood let, that you tried anything and everything to stop it getting to that point. What have you done, Chili? Uh... Oh, that looks interesting. Um... Oh, that's the general chat. I'll have to get back to that.
pissed off him and says, it's the proteins and genetics, and we'll never find the reason until we go back and dig up our bodies and someone to say, what did they think? Yeah. Yeah, man. The fact that they weren't doing autopsies is an, another crime. I don't see that on Kui's list. Now, the first autopsy we got, Russian. You know what they did? They compared it to H1N1. And they showed that they were radically different effects on the body. And what did they show? Oh, it caused extreme coagulopathy. Uh, Chili Davro says, I haven't been giving clowns like um, Kui airtime. Look, I have to do it because he's, um, he's spinning um, lies about what's happened in the past and so it needs addressing and again why is he doing it why undermine the people who have actually stepped forward and done something written affidavits submitted them signed and dated came forward with data that shows the intelligence community has been lying Um, has Kui even published anything during this time? He was a lab man. Um, things with, I'm on the same paper as him with respect to lab origins. We'll put a piece into that. Um, again, you know, the, the, to see him sort of verge off because he thinks everyone's attacking him because of, he's come up with this idea of infective clones. That's, that's not what's happened. It's, it's the assertion made after that they can't form infective chains. And you've got to be able to demonstrate that. And right now we don't have that. And the data is heavily stacked the other way. Now, of course, you should always be skeptical of any data. Um, try and find the holes in it, etc. But I find far, far more holes in the giga spiral than I do right now. Right. The idea that um, you have cross immunity. Yes, to some degree, to some degree, some do. We found out that there's a whole subgroup that essentially, I can't remember what gene it was. I want to say it might have been the H, 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 something. But anyway, like 20% of the population are essentially immune to COVID. We didn't know that till recently. Uh, exactly. The intel community lying, governments lying, and you honestly think corrupt courts will save the day? The horse bottled years ago and focusing on coup is just laughable. Um, again, this is just about when, if and when the bullets start flying, Chile, I have to be able to say to myself, I did everything humanly possible. Okay? And I don't know, again, I don't know what else to do right now i'm not in the u.s i'm not a u.s citizen so i can't petition the politicians there um japan is um well I, i'm not in a position to uh speak to politicians here either the it's a very messy situation and like i say watching the um 
the spiral go and watch him take what I considered I liked Mark. Mark was a good friend despite some of his more eccentric um, takes on stuff and go off in this direction, which is demonstrably false. That that Charles Murphy or whatever, Lieutenant Murphy, whatever his name is, leaked it to Charles Rixey and also to Veritas, apparently. No. Veritas didn't get it. They just copied, they copied what Charles put out. And you know what Charles did as the think tank types were trying to um, get uh, newspapers lined up, etc. Charles wasn't going to play that game. He just dumped it all out so the public could see the information. And that was the right thing to do. And trust me, there were think tank groups looking to manipulate that particular data point for their particular agendas. And Charles didn't fall for it. Charles did the honorable thing. Apparently, and so we streamed together in January of 2022 about the diffuse proposal and about its potential as evidence for the, the origin of the pandemic. A few weeks later, like a few months later, actually, I got a phone call from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. saying that Robert Malone had sat him down to watch my stream with Charles Rixey. And that uh, Bobby wanted to hire myself and Charles as consultants. No, no. Charles recommended you for the uh, position. Uh, you're making it sound like it was an equal thing. It wasn't. It wasn't. Charles got him that job. And Cooey stabbed him in the back whilst undermining, actively undermining Diffuse. You know how he was actively undermining Diffuse? By going to Robert Malone. Imagine that. So he's all plain innocent and the hurt and wounded. He's a vicious lying snake. He's uh, the... Very Machiavellian. For his Wuhan book. And on that day, I also got a call from Ron Johnson. Although I've never heard. You know why? Again, because of Charles. These were all contacts Charles made because of the work that he'd done. Fantastic work that if we didn't have Charles doing that work, we would be way, way behind with trying to understand what is going on what we'd, we'd all be sitting here pondering about infective fucking clones instead of actually going off in a direction that actually leads to something tangible holy fucking shit man heard from him again um a few months after that uh my friend kevin mccarran who i mentioned already right and this is where it really started to go pear-shaped because um, I'd spent, what is that, what's that, 2022, two years fighting these fuckers on the internet, right? The no virus people. Why? Because I had a lot of people asking me, just going down this avenue, what about this, viruses aren't real, isolation, etc., yada, yada, yada. And here was the, uh, 
the head of the snake right and what they wanted to do th this was a setup stream between uh what was his name tim truth tim truth and bailey were basically trying to set up a gotcha debate right where they had a bunch of pre-prepared statements that they were going to try and read out and they wanted me to sort of do the same and 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 i wasn't going to play that game i went in there and i took him apart with respect to his evidence and his um his ground understanding what is it that we can measure what can we measure can we look at cells yes can we look at the insides of cells? Yes. Can we isolate proteins? Yes. Can we look at genetic material? Yes. Right. He had to agree to all of these things. But outside of this was this notion that viruses somehow were self-generated yet had completely different genetic codes to the host organism and were part of this pleomorphic cycle that was there just to cleanse the body. Right. And I nailed him when i said nanopore sequencing says that you're wrong you don't have to do amplifications you don't have to do anything it just gets put through the cell and then it'll sequence out with like a little electronic read what base that you've got now it may not be a hundred percent perfect but you know what it does it concords with all the other fucking evidence that we have that shows that there's a fucking phenomenon going on down there that we can measure and jay got all fucking pissy about it and he made a stream about it again attacking me i didn't say much at the time but um you know i was like oh he's siding with them which he was doing he was actively moving in that way to try to court those people Jimmy, good to see you, bro. Hope you're well. Hope your mom's well. Um, so the way that he's spinning stuff here is far, far from accurate. Mr. Bailey seems constantly on Xanax. <laughs> well, if you get to bone Mrs. Bailey every day, then yeah, why not? So long as uh, you can lock her in a cupboard afterwards. <laughs> Already here in the beginning, did a stream where he got in a big argument with Mark Bailey, and I did a review of that stream where I said he didn't handle himself very well. No, you went in supporting of Bailey because you were going down. Viruses aren't real. They can't do what we think that they're doing. Right. That's that's what happened. I think she bones him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She wears the pants in that. Um, she has one working kidney. Is that true? I'd poke her kidney. <laughs> and that's really where the antagonism between Kevin and I started. And he really didn't take to that very well. And for Yeah, because you sided with people that I'd been fighting with for years. For years. You knew the you knew the positions, etc., and you went to go and court them. 
when what you should have done is just say, yeah, that's the right fucking way to deal with grifting shit stains like that. He didn't, though. He didn't. He went on the attack against me. He's, he's saying that he did. Yeah. So, of course, it caused some bad blood. And this was around it's getting up to the time where um, this stuff is happening in the background with Diffuse. And we're about to meet um, in the November, I want to say. From then on, it was pretty much a disaster. But that was also when, very quickly, I had started to figure out the significance of infectious clones and the significance of exosomal communication with their, you know, so underlying biology, what viruses really were. And again, th that's not new information. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you finally figured it out, Jay. I really, really am, right? Now get on to exosomal communication, transmitting amyloidogenic peptides. Go that step. Go that step and then see what you think about the infective process. Then see what you think about all that end protein being made relative to full length sequences, binding to CD147 with respect to SARS-CoV-2. And he went bananas. Many streams calling me an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you go inside with the, uh, the enemy, dude, and you call me out, <laughs> I'm going to call you a fucking idiot. Making fun of my spiritual awakening where I'm, you know, figuring out that there are no viruses or something like this. Always mischaracterizing. No. No. Uh, describing precisely what's going on you don't like it because no one's no one's bending to your hypothesis you might have duped mark with it now it seems because now mark doesn't even think you can make genetically modified organisms always saying that again i was crossing the yellow line and going over to the no virus camp when i was in no way shape or form doing that bollocks bollocks he was courting them actively we know this We've got it on stream there's the emails etc and because they didn't accept him right i remember uh they got um bailey he did a stream with bailey and then Houstonic, juicetonic did a stream with bailey they were courting these people courting these people i guess because of uh, well i don't know at that time jay was working for children's health defense so um he didn't need the money but um they were they were actively involved in trying to form alliances with them but actually being attacked by the no virus people through chd because i had written a response to them for chd about how the no virus position isn't really nuanced enough to be a viable position for chd to hold they lost their minds and that's what at the same time i had this podcast with bobby where it was originally going to be an hour of me and bobby but then it became 10 minutes of me and 45 minutes of robert malone and meryl nass and and a couple other people jessica rose and, and tess laurie but mostly robert malone where i basically <laughs> all oh now now i know why jessica is in that little collection of uh, photos now i get it Oh, poor Jay, only got 10 minutes. <laughs> ah! Already put forth these ideas that you don't need a spreading virus 
for this pandemic to have occurred and Robert Malone basically and again um I would say it's incidental and you've got to prove that once you've initiated the swarm with your clones that they don't go on and act like the swarms that we see out in nature he hasn't done that and again keeps falling back on assertion and ignoring the synthetic nature of the agent that we're dealing with we've got a synthetic agent but he thinks he wants it to act exactly like a simple vanilla coronavirus would and i'm not even sure they're that vanilla when you know you look into the literature and you see that there are links with you know chronic conditions degenerative conditions ignored all of that and you can watch that defender podcast it's very very good i'm not quite there with the clones yet i'm explaining it as a transfection but still the possibility is there the non-infectious particle question is in there it's a really insightful stream because you can see what robert malone addresses what he overkills on and what he ignores so what made that incredibly curious is that nine days later i went to the inaugural conference of chd and i met robert malone there and I wanted to thank him for introducing me to Bobby. And he pulled his hand away and said that he doesn't know who I am and that he never introduced me to Bobby. Later, I spoke to Jill about it, and Jill said that he had doubt, and maybe I hurt his hand or something, because, you know, I'm big and strong. <laughs> and it just so happens uh, an infective clone was released at that meeting because a bunch of people got ill. <laughs> not, not a virus that spreads. Man. Anyway, we took a picture together, and uh, apparently uh, Robert Malone remembered Charles Rixie from my stream, so much so that he invited Rixie to his ranch, according to Rixie, but I don't know if that actually occurred, because soon after that, for reasons that are, are too much to explain, Charles was fired by... I'll explain what happened, okay? There was a meeting, right, whilst this happened, just after I'd met Jay, okay? And during that meeting, and prior to this meeting, Jay had been trying to undermine the veracity of Diffuse and the um, and and Charles, right, the, the, his work, and because he was, I guess, he was honing in on his uh, his hypothesis about clones, and I don't know why um, he thinks that Diffuse is Diffuse would support his premise, but anyway, but you know, we've got the um the transcripts and we know what happened and like i say he went to robert malone trying to sidle up to malone again acting like a snake chd um and he will tell the story that i'm responsible for that but that's not the case at all um so what happened was there was a meeting. I, I'd met Charles because I'd give a presentation in Houston, and then we went to meet a friend of mine in Austin. And um, Charles stayed with me in the same hotel room, okay? And I knew they had the meeting scheduled, and um, it was. And I, I remember that day clearly because Ch Charles was sleeping, and I'd been d going around 
whatever it was that one get someone to eat and what have you and it was midday and i woke him up and i said dude don't you have a meeting around now and he was like oh no 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 it's one o'clock anyway he got up he goes outside and he was going to go and sit on the deck by the pool to do the meeting okay he goes out there it starts raining and so he comes back to the hotel room right and as he walks into the hotel room and um he's like oh i've got to i've got to come back and um do the meeting here really and at at that time he sort of points his computer i mean he says look who's here and uh, he goes we wave and we, we sort of say hello to each other and and i'm packing up my shit to get out of that room right during during that meeting the corporate manager of the publisher of that book basically said um who was that and jay like the little tattletale snake that he is went oh god that's uh so and so you should see his streams oh my god they're super edgy charles is on those streams yada yada <laughs> never uh never mentioning the fact that um we'd streamed multiple times and that was the end of charles's contract with chd then jay went on and cast aspersions about charles with respect to well you know why didn't he um speak about rfk you can go and see all the streams that we've done etc but the actions of jay on that day in that meeting that 10 seconds right of me basically picking up my laptop okay you know sitting there getting ready and getting up and waving and then leaving them in the room he went and <laughs> dished dirt basically that's what he did that's the type of individual you're dealing with and uh, in fact kevin mccair knows exactly why why charles Rixey was fired yeah i do i do i know precisely why and you leveraged it leveraged it and now you're sitting cushy with a position with chd right you know what happened to charles lost his house lost lost a whole bunch because of what you did jay um so it's curious that right now uh, kevin mccarran and charles rixey are together in japan streaming very regularly and you know why you know why jay because of what you did he lost he lost a good paying job that he had you accused him of abandoning that position for his substack charles had nowhere to live he was literally fucking hotel hopping i reached out to him and i was like dude th this ain't good for you come stay with me and i scraped the money together and paid for charles ticket to come out here and got him a little like temporary accommodation got him back on his feet because of what cooey did the snake and charles went back in far better shape far better position far clearer of mind far far better position than what you did cooey 
and you you sit there and squirm and try and tell people, oh god, no, no, that's what happened. We know what happened. We've got all the all the emails and stuff going on between you and Charles, etc. Everything, everything, and then you go on stream and again denigrate and slander him. Just to try and finagle your way into an organization so you can get you can get yourself set up. Backstabbing cunt. Get Charles on Discord. Uh, Charles is busy right now, just let leave him be. Okay. He said Charles willingly sold his home. Thank you. No, he was forced to. He was forced to because they were getting into debt and had to foreclose. The lies that he's told to try and make him sound all so innocent, to try to make it sound that it's all because he came up with the idea of clones. Fuck that noise. He's a lying fucking snake. I've seen it, watched it. And mostly, you know, their streams have in the title Giga Spiral because they're covering my stuff and call. Yeah. Because you're basically how the times we've had to call you out with respect to the shit that you keep pumping out. And again, the fact that he plays all defensive in this, like he hasn't done anything. It's fucking vomit inducing. Calling me names and. And it's really kind of flattering almost to think that somehow or another I have this clown car behind me for the last three years now. But it has been a distraction at times because... <laughs> clown car. Yeah, right. After what you did. After what you did. Look at that on the screen there where he's going and backing up the Baileys. Okay. Stabbing Charles in the back. Literally. Forcing Charles out onto the street. Because I wasn't. Yeah, pa very passive aggressive um, type personality and Machiavellian, very much. Um, yeah, narcissist comes with um, Machiavellian, so. Um, so, him playing all the innocent here and like how he's being attacked, uh, it's, it's vomit inducing. It really is vomit inducing wasn't always fully aware of the the way that this has been waged upon us <clears throat> but the reason why it's important to understand how this guy is is because when i first met him he's a neuroscientist he's got a pretty good cv he's done a lot of work in monkeys and curiously had worked with rob turner who was a faculty member um, that i was teaching with at the time at the university of pittsburgh and so we had this instant connection where, oh, you know, Rob Turner, wow, that's crazy. You worked with him, that's cool. You look on PubMed, he's a legitimate guy. Yeah. Yeah, I am. And I've maintained that legitimacy. And I've had to get into the trenches and do, the, and do this. And do this. To call out the snakes. To call out the snakes and stamp on their heads. He's a well-spoken dude. And he's got a very different opinion about what's going to happen. But I was 
inclined to believe him because he was a neuroscientist, because offline we would talk about how what an idiot Paul Cottrell was. And so it really felt like... I was oh, yeah, so we were talking about what an asshole Cottrell was. Okay. <laughs> yeah, somehow that wasn't kind of a, an, enough of a criticism of Cottrell. And anyone who's followed the channel and my work from the beginning knows that I ground Cottrell into the dust everything about him not just his fucking silver trading but the fact that he was a phd in fucking finance trying to larp as a fucking doctor and again what he's trying to do is giving a little bit and then um lying by a mission i was making an ally and so just listen in 2002, 2020, listen to me talking about um, what's really happening here and about whether or not what we think is happening is actually happening versus, actually, I think what we're going to do here is first Kevin is going to say what he thinks is happening and then I'm going to push back. But this is May 2020. And again, I'm showing you these guys so that you understand that these guys are, for me, personal characters in my pandemic and in in your giga spiral of hyper fictive interactions hyper fictive interactions you might want to let those words settle in to your brain cooey but everybody essentially will have these personal characters that played a role in cognitively trapping us in this idea of lab leak or natural virus Jay is speaking about lab origins with clones. It's a slightly different twist. And like I say, I'm personally, if we've, if we've found ourselves in this biowarfare paradigm, which I think we have, I don't have a problem with them going and doing releases. But I think the evidence stacks for transmission. The, the studies are out there. They've done it. They've looked at it. And you've got to you've got to bring evidence, not assertions. And trapping us in the idea that the worst case scenario was still a possibility. <laughs> you know what? I consider the, the situation we're in right now way, way worse than anything that we, we saw back then. Um, wow. Wow, JM got schwacked as well by Discord. Holy fuck, that, uh, that Terminator has gone bananas. Take, so the best Petri dish we have right now for the United States is New York, right? Which is true. We just watched them nail millions of people into their homes in Wuhan. We had no fucking idea what was going on. And suddenly it emerges in New York. Now, it doesn't matter to me if, the, if COVID killed them or the fucking hospitals killed them. That's still a fucking worst case scenario. 
And it's a worst case scenario because, again, that's part of the weapon system. And as, as, as far as as far as I can tell, I guess yeah, right. right. As far as I can tell, it does seem to be a worst case scenario, right? And this is why I, I wanted to uh, speak to the uh, the, uh, the the fentanyl and the, um, th these types well, of things that have gone on before. The right, but let's let's go back to the guy that you just had us watch. And you know who I just had them watch, Sidel. Sidel, who was saying that they were killing people with vents. So, either way, people are going into the hospitals for some, you know, and again, a whole lot of shit went down, okay? People locked themselves in or were forced to lock in and then were sent home, come back when your lips have turned blue, etc. All that malarkey. And I was showing that they were killing people. I was the one reaching out to that Swedish doctor when he was saying that they'd killed a whole bunch of Swedish people. And, and try to be objective about what he said. Mm -hmm. And if we're just simply treating these people incorrectly or not successfully, and once we have correctly identified the pathogen, see, that's what a lot of the, the doctors that are against the current actions, including the people in Sweden, um, the guy who's leading the response in Sweden is skeptical of the idea that there is a direct correlation between the most serious cases. I think he's talking about Tegna. Tegna was responsible for the deaths of many, many of our older citizens of the world, I guess, Swedish citizens. And the, there is a correlation between the, the COVID and these cases, but whether it's a causation. And so they are, these people are skeptical for this exact reason. And so in New York City, again, we are going on what counts? Like this guy's on YouTube. Why isn't he on TV? Why aren't we talking to these doctors? Yeah, yeah. What happened to him? Carl Sadell stepped up and I think he was he's one of the unsung heroes of this pandemic for saying that we're killing these people. And you, I can remember it sort of evolving, right, that they realized that venting wasn't helping and it was better to just sort of have a sort of pressured um, oxygen. I don't know if you can remember the sort of hoods that they would put on people. And um, but there were there were there were people having to go to the hospital. It wasn't like they were dragging people off the streets against their will, strapping them down and venting them. People went to the hospitals for a reason. Now, again, um, you know, was there in the rush and the, and the mayhem back then, did people get misdiagnosed? I mean, I find it hard to believe that you would just vent someone just because they got a PCR diagnosis. I mean, there would have to be some respiratory distress um, in most cases. I can't believe they were all they were all um, vented in that respect. And, and, and doing something other than, than sharing these things on social media and seeing nurses cry on social media is not convincing me that there's a humanitarian crisis in, in, in New York City. If you show me one video of four bodies being put in the back of a white truck and say, it's starting, it's not scaring me yet because it's, these are not real things. And I, I'm not suggesting that there aren't real things, but if you're going to go 
from the extreme skeptical, I don't believe it because 9-11 was used this way, then you have to start at least address the idea that why would they need to use a real why would they need to use a real dangerous pathogen? All they need to use is a pathogen that they can test for. And as long as it spreads really rapidly, they can take every imaginary crazy case and it's. But again, we have a well-defined clinical profile for people that are susceptible to SARS now. We understand the illness far, far better. Not everyone is going to have a severe case, but those that do tend to follow a particular trajectory and and we also know that some can have mild infections yet end up with a post-viral long COVID type condition. Again, very, very, very confusing agent. And that's what you would build into such an agent. Not meant to kill, meant to maim, meant to cause confusion, all these things. That's what they're aiming for. Comorbid with COVID-19. So holy shit, this guy's crazy. Look at how terrible his pneumonia was. Look at how awful his secondary... Uh, condition. So David says, my mum had to go. She needed help and she got remdesivir treatment, I think that means, and got better and left. She's a fighter, my mum. And apparently she's only got one kidney. So again, you, you've got all these different cases. This is the problem when you're trying to deal with such large and diverse populations. Hospital admins were involved in clinical decisions. Yes, yes. The, uh, the, like I say, the fact that we... we there were very deliberate steps taken to um, make doctors conform and not do what we instinctively think doctors are doing, which is trying to treat our uh, symptoms and alleviate um, suffering. And as long as there's a nice, traceable, novel Oh, it doesn't mix up with all the other coronaviruses because, you know, there are like 100 other ones that are regularly in our respiratory system yearly. So if these false positives aren't really false positives, but they're real novel coronavirus, then we still haven't answered the immunological question of if you get novel coronavirus, what is the percentage of people that that develop the exact same set of symptoms? Because that's kind of how immunology works. If you So we have those numbers right? of those that get infected let's say the range 10 to 30 percent end up with long covid right so that kind of indicates that there's a specific agent out there and they're, they're pinning down the markers for this I, i'm it is a real thing um you know houstonics had a really stupid thing the other day I didn't get to play it, but it was what would have happened if you'd got these people to a hospital and just left them alone would they have died well, that's not going to happen in a hospital. The hospital will make an intervention. That's why you go to hospital. People felt bad enough to go to hospital. And like I say, I know people of, from all stripes, all backgrounds, okay, that have had the whole gamut of experiences. And it's this um, mix that makes this problem so, so difficult to, for people to handle. You have to have a nuance of thought. Whereas in Jay's mind here, he's already convinced that it's all imaginary. And I don't agree with that position. I think the, uh, the disease is real. Now, maybe it's coming from um, someone squirting clones in people's faces. The, the clinical effects are being measured. And there's, there's a distinct 
pathological framework is the wrong um uh, but a set of symptoms that can help us define a disease now again i, I agree was pcr used wrongly it should only be used when you're presenting with symptoms but if this was a military operation as it appears to have been and what I say about PCR makes far more sense, right? They're not really interested if you've got SARS or not. They want the measure of, okay, in that county, we can run the counts up to 35, 36, and we'll get a weak signal of PCR positive. And then they can see it coming down, right? That's more data for them. That's why they were using it in the fashion that they did, because they knew it was a biological weapon. Dave says, if my mum did not go to hospital, she would have died verbatim. She was suffering badly and needed oxygen and treatment. Again, what's Jay going to say to that? Someone, someone snuck into... Someone snuck into Jimmy's house and sprayed his mum with, uh, with infective clones. People die of AIDS, right? People die of... So that's, that's really where this was, was an argument about, I think it's the worst case scenario, says Kevin, five weeks in a row. At the beginning... Yeah. Back then, what, what, what had been my experience? One, hard contact with what was probably SARS that left me in a bad, bad way. We just watched Wuhan unfold. We just watched, or we were watching, it spread across Europe, Iran, okay? It didn't get to New York first, it, it went to other places, and we saw Iran get hit. Then it went to Europe, then it went to New York. We had multiple data points back then. None of us had the full picture, and from those data points, it did look bad. You want to tell me that what we saw in Iran and the, uh, the high death rates that they had... Well, I can assure you, they weren't just putting people on vents. They probably were lucky to get a fucking hospital bed. <laughs> and again, his, his distortion and twisting of the, uh, the facts at hand and this sort of appeal to, I was the one saying that it was all uh, theatrics. Um, yeah, because you want that, you want that worldview to be real. I'm, I don't think it is. I think... Um, it's a form of um, denial and uh, because you don't want to face the reality of where we are actually now the 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 pin got pulled the trigger fired etc and we're far far closer to far more serious consequences right now whereas if we treated it seriously at the beginning shut down the borders made sure that people were given the correct health information, made sure that they were told that aspirin was a better choice than acetaminophen, etc. All those things perhaps may have stopped it. But you know what? It doesn't matter because it seems like they were ready to go. They were all preparing to go down that direction. And it may be that SARS was circulating earlier. They knew it. 
and whether it was an accident or not they were going to use it for their um never let a good opportunity go to waste of March or the end of March with Addy's interview, he says that as many as a billion people could die. We had a case fatality rate at that point, right, coming out of Wuhan, where they were saying it, it went from 30 to 15 percent, right? That's the numbers we had. Thankfully, thankfully, it didn't stay like that. But this was, these were the data points that we had. I didn't have any special insight. I wasn't on any special signal apps getting insider fucking trading. I wasn't trying to weasel my way into uh, particular networks. I was sitting there standing on my own calling out all this shit. Well, you know what? It would have been very, very easy for me to jump on any one of those griff wagons and make myself a far, far more comfortable life. But no, I tried to stick to principles, data-driven, precautionary principle, and see where we're at. And I remember, you know, it's, it's gone now, but literally in the, um, in the, when I set up my YouTube channel, I actually, the, like the description was, we're going to look at scientific edge cases, and are we looking at the initiation of global conflagration that's that's how i describe the channel andy rock says incoming death rate with respect to injury cancer heart attacks yeah so we're not done we're not done but kui wants to fixate on this one particular kill mechanism which i don't don't have a problem that they were doing it i was playing it look Here's an here's a ER doctor from New York telling you that they're fucking blowing people's lungs out. Yes, we're live. And so I'm arguing, and I am arguing this vociferously, there are people, and these two, maybe three, are examples of people who were queued up, if not... Queued up. Basically meaning that we were part of controlled, uh, I don't know, seeded by intelligence networks. So I'm supposed to just sit here and take that attack on my credibility after all I've done, after all these three and a half years and after seeing what a fucking snake he is. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, him and Juice Tonic are literally going round saying that I'm in cahoots with Cottrell who was doing some kind of fucking quant trading. Do me a fucking favour. Not even coached in real time with live chat. What? Coached in real time. Right. Right. Like I didn't have my professional experience to rely on. To corral other people to convince other people that the worst case scenario was likely. Paul Cottrell is likely one of those people that for no good reason, not because he had a job in a hospital, not because he's a good guy, but because apparently he's a trader, like a trader on Wall Street, he decided to become... Yeah, who was calling him out for that right at the beginning? Me! 
Who was calling him out for not having a fucking doctorate? Me. Or medical. Multiple times I would say to him, you're not qualified to be talking about these things. A COVID More damn beans. Thank you, sir. Have a good internet. evening. Because Dr. Kevin McCarron had an injury for three years and was just really providing code and some some methodological advice to labs in Japan and Korea. Just correct. He decided to be a spokesperson and a... Well, um, because I got fucked up and I was watching what was happening. And you know what made me... <laughs> it was the fucking no virus people. Where I was... From my experience, this thing could do a number on you. And it did do a number on a lot of people. But what did we... We, we began to tease it out and there's risk stratification as there is with any and all... Um, illnesses or whatever whatever event there's a risk stratification main pain says database bat virus whiov.ac.cn went offline for the first time in september 29 and has not been accessible since then for anyone outside of with yes something something was going on and we were trying to figure it out but now in cooey's weed filled fucking paranoid shit for brains suddenly i'm i'm there getting coached in real time where are these people going it shows you what bullshit their analysis is why isn't he talking about extra extra vesicular release of amyloidogenic peptides if he's so interested in fucking exosomes armchair quarterback during the start of the pandemic and both of what is mark's possible motivation he was the least creepy but jc Cottrell, i found all of them unwatchable i don't know with mark i think he's lost it because of his son and you know he's he's been sort of using it as a emotional cudgel because he thinks that um covid protocols were responsible for the death of his son and that's not true his son, his son was put into hospital because of his drug-filled lifestyle to begin with. He had a chest infection from vaping. He got out of hospital and then started abusing drugs again. Took a bunch of fentanyl. They found him a few hours later and he was unresponsive. But in Mark's mind, it was the protocols that killed him. That's, that's a nonsense cope. It's a nonsense cope. And Mark is trying to find reason for, a, you know, what is a senseless loss. So easier to tip um, opprobrium onto someone like me who was trying to warn people about um, these issues. Perhaps if people had listened to me, we wouldn't have got into this mess in the first place. But that's the reality of the situation and the way that these the way that these two are spinning it and the fact that they keep coming out and literally lying. Lying and presenting data in the way that it didn't happen. I should see if I've got this. Uh, what was this? May 2nd. We should just play these uh, streams for historical context. I've got months and months of me just battering control stream after stream. <laughs> how do you get a chest infection from vaping um look if you're 
abusing drugs, then you're probably vaping all sorts of um, sketchy products. It was Mark's son's lifestyle that led to these issues. Um, I don't see Mark putting the same type of analysis that he's putting onto screen into his relationship with his son that his son ended up in that way. That's, that's the simple answer to this. <clears throat> Main Pain says, US alerted Israel, NATO to disease outbreak in China in November. Yeah, for sure it was circulating early. What I got was way, way, way outside the scope of what you would get from flu or any other of the sort of seasonal viruses. And what was I saying back then? It goes for the central nervous system. And what have we seen since? Oh, I'm right. And it goes for the central nervous system in the most insidious manner possible, in that it is an amyloidogenic agent, as is the gene transfection technologies. That looks like it's been the pursuit of weaponeers, and it looks like it's been deployed. Kui isn't looking at that. Why? Why? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Why isn't he looking at that and instead is engaged in this, um, again, fictive type analysis where he's trying to make all these connections? Some of them are convinced that it's a worst case scenario. One in New York, one in Japan. No, you know what I was saying back here? Everything's pretty normal. People are masking up, and we had all the data at the time. Japan was showing very, very low cases. And mask, again, from subjective, anecdotal experience, that's a data point we had to put in with the mix. Was the mask working? You can find plenty of studies which show that masks do work, Again, I think as an aggregate now, I think we've worked out that they don't. But then you're dealing with a synthetic aerosolizable agent that is able to hang around in the environment far, far longer than would be expected. Interestingly, what came out, of here, course, I, I, I'll tell you. Interestingly, what happens here is that I also think that the fight between them, the rivalry between them was part of an act. <laughs> this is this is where um, literally he's got he has gone off the rails, man. If he if he thinks this was an act. I don't even know what I was calling him out for in this particular instance. Was this was this the Marshall Masters one? It was this different, but um, I didn't like Cottrell. I could smell that he was fucking sketchy. But apparently that wasn't enough of a takedown of Cottrell back then. What if, what if we'd actually aligned and gone and got, I don't know, a million subscribers? I didn't do that because I didn't want anything to do with him. Like I say, the, the record is there with what I did to Cottrell. My, I ground him into the dust to the point where he called me literally in tears, begging me to stop.
But you know what? Actually, if he was getting if he was getting insider information, he was actually closer to the biology of what this agent is. It was made to make me feel like Kevin and I had a bond or a mission together to discredit this silver selling merchant. But he. <laughs> Never really You had enough? I've never had enough Chiribakshi. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you, Rena. You can have a uh, what can you have? Chemical Oh no, find the world! Find the world, god damn it! Um. Well, that seems harsh. Let's just. So, not quite really going after him for the fraud that he is, but going after him for <laughs> silver. That's fucking. I went after him for fucking everything. Everything. Why do you think we have the Cattrall anthem, which I'm going to play as I go and uh, um, get my uh, batteries? Um, Replaced on my vape. Just bear with me. Ah. Meow. Yeah. Play dummy. Ah. Oh God! All this stuff when uh, pulling out that he's a PhD. You don't think that I'm ripping him down from every fucking angle that I could to destroy him on the internet like I'm going to do to you? Website. I have in my detailed video that will be coming out on how to actually search and read the document. Because obviously, Bunker Boy doesn't know how to do that. But he'll go on the internet and keep on saying that all these people that have been trying to do the right thing and help our countrymen, try to call them shills and call them grifters. The whole point is to try to preserve the record. My thinking, real time, what is going on with this crisis. 
Now, you can also um, donate through the website or through PayPal. So I have links on the homepage of the website to be able to do the donation. And another great way to support the channel is to purchase the products on my store, my online store, which is through the Bash Studio I have four different product lines in addition to my published books. So you can purchase my books on my website. I have eight books. Or you can purchase them also on Amazon or, or uh, Barnes & Noble or the uh, iBook store through Apple. Now, in terms of PhD in finance, but he'll spend the time to make documents that are anti-Semitic, that are defaming my people. That is unacceptable. So the the other products that I have, I have C60 products. I have Boomer Boost products, I have Quench Natural products, and I have Nano Silver. So that's a great way to help support the chain. Because as you know, it is it's time consuming to, to do this. So I have a very good offer. But why you why you keep on promoting hate, I don't understand. I had relatives that died in the Holocaust product called Silver Gel. This is much better than Corel. So for months, you're ridiculing my people. The ones that had to endure the Holocaust. The ones that died in the Holocaust. And you make fun of them. How can you state that that's a proper way of being a human being? So it doesn't evaporate and crack your skin. Perel does. Therefore, this is a much better product to sanitize your hands long term and not to, to damage your skin. Now, look, man, we, that, that, was, that was an assault from every angle. Assault on his qualifications, assault on the grifting that he was doing, assault on everything, okay? It was, um, again, relentless. Like, I'll be relentless now with, with Jay as he tries to spin this bullshit into, I don't know what it is, man. It's it, delusional, delusional. Right. What I should be doing is speaking about extracellular vesicles and uh, their ability to spread amyloidogenic peptides through viral receptors. Which is what Jay should be doing. <laughs> I'm seeing all the, me the memes going up. Thank you, good doggy. Much appreciated, bro. <laughs> it's, uh, it's somehow now three years post-fact post-fact 
it wasn't I didn't crush him enough. That was an act. That was an act. Okay. Okay. You keep thinking that. And again, it shows how off base your fucking analysis skills are. Why people would listen to you, I have no idea. The one thing I would give Jay credit for is just, you know, he was strong against the mass and, you know, kids don't need them. And, you know, I, I took the kit, my mask off kids after a month or so. And my kids are the only kids in schools that didn't wear masks. Well, my daughter, she voluntarily, she didn't, she wanted to wear the mask. But um, again, this, it doesn't, what he's saying doesn't concord with the historical record and he's taking it interpreting it and spinning it into his own delusional mental schema of what happened and so in his mind there was no infective agent everything was just illusions everyone got killed in the hospitals etc um, skipping all the parts about Wuhan, Iran, um, emerging in Europe, etc. And then, you know, New York, Jew York, I should say, suddenly span, uh, ratcheted it up to 11. And what, what have we done? I'm not in fucking New York. But I still called out Cottrell on his BS. I was the first one to do it. And I did it effectively. Silver, apparently. The silver sales part. Not the part about him not being a doctor. It was all very weird. Into That's a lie, Jay. That's a lie. Why, why do you think there's that bit in there saying, I'm a PhD in finance. What do you think that bit means? What does that allude to, Jay? Can you get that into your weed-filled brain? Juicetonic, take that data point. What does that mean? Oh, I'm a PhD in finance. It's because he was LARPing as a doctor. 2020, my friends. I was still trying not to lose my job. I was still thinking that I couldn't lose my job for this. I was still thinking that I could just talk about it and it would be okay. Karen, I, I, I'll tell you, I mean, you know... You, Dr. McKern, you got a lot to offer, a lot to offer. I listen to you all the time, all right? I, you got a lot to offer, but in this particular case, you fucked up. You fucked up big time. You if really you did. Start, if you want is this, is this post-masters, post-martial masters? Start using because that language. And you, look, if you want to start using I, that language and get I, down in... Watch here very carefully, because Addy Ads is going to start laughing... And then he is going to be told on his screen to stop laughing. Watch very carefully because it happens in real time. If you want to start using because that language, and you, look, if you want to start using that language and get down in, get down in the mud, if you want to start using that language and get down in the mud, okay, we will. And we'll start picking things apart and we'll start getting hold of every grifter that comes along and we will pick them apart because I'm not interested in the clicks or getting the numbers. I'm interested in what's right. Okay. You see it? So if he wants to come in and he wants to get down Watch in the mud, if you want to start, start using that language time. and get down in, get down in the mud, if you want to start using that language and get down in the mud. Uh, base Dr. McCann. <laughs> Slap that silver trader down. 
like we'll slap down weed-filled lanky streaks of piss that are just making shit up. And I'd say, I haven't noticed this thing with uh, Addy, but, you know, maybe you think it's funny and maybe he is getting um, fed lines. I wasn't. Okay, we will. And we'll start picking things apart and we'll start getting hold of every grifter that comes along and we will pick them apart because I'm not interested in the clicks or getting the numbers. I'm interested in what's right. See, this is all an act. That's what I think. Wow. Wow. Like I say, it's this, this is someone who is losing touch with reality. Can't handle the pressure and is losing touch. Actually, JJ is smiling too. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't love seeing a bit of internet blood sports? Who doesn't love watching Doc McCann unload on someone, call them out for their sketchy bullshit and take them to the floor and choke them out? People love it. I know Paul Cottrell is lying about being a medical doctor. Or yeah, I did too. I did too. Toss pot. Why do you think I'm doing what I'm doing? Mike Adams had Cottrell on his show. I've heard Adams is a very bad guy. Yeah, he's a sketchy, sketchy individual, man. I've, I've made a point of steering clear from him. Or going to med school he might be taking a biology class at harvard but he's not matriculating into medical school soon he's a liar and this act is a lie that that change from laughing at them to getting real serious that's part of this show man this is sort of lsd level crazy And of course I didn't see it then, but I have seen it now, in retrospect, <laughs> three years later. And why is this important? It's important because there are other people in this play. And some of these people are connected to Kevin McCairn and Paul Cottrell. Who's connected now, just to give to you me? an idea of some other people that are in the play that are not connected, and then we'll come back to them to see where this... Who's connected to me? Charles. Charles. You know what? I met Charles in the November... When you stabbed him in the back, right, went tittle-tattling like a little fucking snake. So he lost his fucking job and lost his fucking house. And I reached out and pulled him out of the hellscape that he was in. Turned him right round, got him back on his feet because of basically what you did, Jay. Anyone else on that screen? I don't know. And I'll probably call them a tosspot or a wanker. No, you know, especially Bailey and Cooey. This all ties in. Let's look at the Brett Weinstein podcast and Brett and Heather Hang, who I met at some point during the pandemic. Again. So he's met them. He's met these people. He's a so. <laughs> hang on a minute. I haven't met any of these people. I don't know them. Look, people steer well clear of me because because I do what I do on camera like this. I don't give a fuck. Why don't I give a fuck? Because I think the situation is so precarious at the moment. And if I can't wake people up, then I'm not doing my fucking job. I'm not helping protect my kids from the coming fucking storm. Can't remember when for sure, but at the beginning of the pandemic, actually in December of 2019, 
on Brett's eighth podcast, Sam and Brett agreed that if there was a dangerous pandemic, we wouldn't be able to tolerate anti-vax mentality anymore. If the pandemic was deadly enough, these people would be as big a problem as jihadist Muslims. That's what they... Uh, look, having Nick lived next to jihadist Muslims, um, yeah, that... <laughs> That's uh, that's uh, an analysis that's a bit way off base. They said, we'll fast forward it a little bit. I think it was in the beginning of 2021 um, where Brett Weinstein. And the thing is, Jay has spent a week making this slide deck. Reinforcing his own delusions and his own takes on stuff. Go back. I put one of these streams up on WTYL that... Um, juicer tonic uploaded listen to what i'm saying and cast your mind back to three years and ask yourself what situation are we in and it's fucking way worse way way worse than i was describing back then and i was my fears were that it, it would go in that direction and it it's exceeded it by any conceivable metric you could put on it. He had already locked down for a whole year, right? He had uh, wearing masks and bandanas and talked about bushmeat and. Oh yeah, Cottrell twenty twenty four. Oh man, yeah, he was even gonna. He was so wrapped up in himself, he was gonna run for fucking president in twenty twenty four. Holy shit, man! What a shit show. Lockdown for Christmas. And uh, at some point, I became connected to him in a signal chat where I met Matthew Crawford and Alexandros Marinos, who's now blocked me. Um, I wonder why. I wonder why, Jay, a lot of people end up blocking you. I haven't blocked you, but um, it's because literally, again, you're, you're engaging in this hyper-fictive interaction delusional state bro you're seeing shit that end there you've convinced yourself of it and poor mark because of the loss of his son and him trying to um cope with that has gone down this spiral too so much so that he doesn't think fucking gmo organisms exist wow wow well done jay Slow fucking clap. But Matthew Crawford introduced me to those guys. It was June of 2021 when Robert Malone and Steve Kirsch were introduced to the world um, through Brett Weinstein's podcast. Excuse me. And that podcast is supposedly when he lost his YouTube money. And so we're supposed to feel really bad for him because of that. He also had Pierre Corian, um, the ivermectin champion. And uh, actually, in November of 2021, he interviewed... Robert Kennedy Jr. about the vaccine schedule and about being a COVID dissident and all the other stuff, and then didn't tell anybody, including me in his signal chat and anyone else, for 13 months, and then released Bobby's interview a year and two months later. Which I agree is a sleazy, sleazy fucking thing to do. And like I say, what you're seeing here, you're seeing into the dark inside of how a lot of these people operate you know who's you know who's been standing as an independent <laughs> calling it all out later 
because now it was okay, apparently. And back when he recorded the three-hour interview with Bobby at his house, it wasn't okay yet, or something like that. Or maybe they didn't get around to it. Or, I don't know. It's an extraordinary lack of courage. I also met this guy named Kevin McKernan, who very early... Now he's going to shit on Kevin McKernan. What a fucking tosspot, man. Wow. And the pandemic was one on the one of the first papers objecting to the primer set of the who proposed PCR test. Then he came out later talking about the problems with the purity of the RNA and the fact that the RNA might fold up funny because it's been codon optimized with different G quadruplex structure and it also might have some inadvertent stop codons as a result of the pseudourity. Then he came out later to tell us about the fact that the DNA has all this or rather the shots have all this DNA in it. But at some point we were talking about clones a little too much and this guy- He told you, like everyone else, it doesn't stand up to fucking scrutiny. That's the problem. And you've got a bee in your bonnet. The, well, like I say. There's no accounting for some people. Dude is, is his own worst enemy. Yeah. Look, man, I get it. People don't want to associate around with me because I'm look, I'm a prickly character and I'm, I, I do this now to make a living, right? I'm, I'm doing this to, um, well, I still think it's of use and it cuts through a lot of the bullshit to be able to independently call out all these people. Uh, after two times on my podcast and outlining all of these different problems with the shot, he's finally settled not on the PCR being a problem, not on the RNA not being pure, not on the codon optimization causing problems with folding, not the the premature stop codons that are often caused by the pseudouridine or the mistranslation by pseudouridine codons, but now it's just the contaminant DNA. Yeah. You know why, Jay? Because it's something tangible. It's something we can use. You know what? I've got two cold-chained Providence all the way along the chain right now on their way to Kevin to measure, right? And we'll have a data point from Japan with respect to those vials and contamination. What about if we find out that the Japanese vials are perfectly clean? That would be interesting. Because it's it's real data, Jay. It's actionable. And the LNP hasn't been tested. So hopefully we'll straighten this out so that we don't have to throw RNA out forever. This is a guy who didn't finish his PhD because he got recruited into the... Um, I, I don't think Kevin has argued for the use of... Um, mRNA is a vaccine platform. Um, exp gene expressing amyloidogenic peptides is just bad news all round. No good can come from it. Human Genome Project, but he's a good guy. And that's why he blocked me, because, you know, good guys block people. So why is this important? Because Paul Cottrell is related to George Webb since the very beginning of the Called both of them out very, very early on. Uh, not, not so much George. I just pulled away from George once I found out about the Charlton WMD. 
pandemic. Because Paul Cottrell and Kevin McCarron streamed with me and Addy Ads. Addy Ads is also connected to Paul, or sorry, to George Webb from before the pandemic. So Charles Rixey worked with me at CHD. Charles Rixey. Till you fucking stabbed him in the back, you cunt. That, that's what happened, man. That's what happened. He he was scheming away and rubbing his hands and ugh, it's gross. Brought me the diffuse proposal and tried really hard to convince me that it was real, even though I'm sure it's a planted piece of evidence designed to make us feel the Scooby-Doo is real. There, there. He told you what, and, and he was doing this in the background, trying to undermine Charles in the lead up to um, that fateful November day. And it's the best piece of evidence we have. Best piece. And, you know, that's a fucking juice tonic take. And I've told him that many, many times. And he says me saying that is accusing him of being a liar instead of just being fooled. Yeah, you've uh, you've slandered him. You've done you've done literally multiple harms to the dude. <laughs> this is what greed looks like. Usually East Coast people don't do that. Um, I don't know. And that's not a very rational reaction, but that's the reaction that he has. There's also this other guy, Fleming, who apparently knows everything about the spike protein and everything about car Richard Fleming, Dr. Richard Fleming, for um, all his uh, desire um, to want to be in the limelight. He, he's, you know, he was a TV doctor. I understand it. He's good. He's of, uh, how should we say, a theatric uh, bent. But the, you know what Richard has done? He's done more to actually do things that are actionable. The reason that we're moving forward with grand juries is because of Dr. Richard Fleming. He's the one that's made all that happening. He's the one that's doing all the networking. He's the one that's meeting all these people. He's the one that's putting on the professional act. He's not doing there doing what I'm doing, which is the shit posting fight in the mud type of stuff. And we wouldn't have we wouldn't have any of the elements with respect to resistance and pushback that we do have right now. What? has Cooey done? What has he done? Nothing. Nothing. Cardiology and everything about the cardiology of the spike protein and recommended remdesivir for the first two years and would never talk to me for the entire pandemic. But street... Thank fuck for that. Fleming is a hard ass. Yeah, he can be. Um, but you know what? It served him well. It has served him well through this. And he's articulated the point. He's got the message out to far, far more people than I have. Screamed with Kevin McCarran all the time. A guy with... Yeah. You know why? Because I was the one that brought up the amyloids, the prions. 
I was the one talking about that at the beginning. Where you know what you were doing? You were ignoring that aspect. Trying to dismiss it. Ghosting me. Even even when when you lost your job, I was saying to people, get over there, support him. That's that's why Richard listens to me. Because I know what I'm talking about in that space. You don't. With a JD and a PhD and an MD, doesn't want to talk to me. All in the same little circle. Are you fucking surprised? Are you fucking surprised after that little presentation, Jay? Circle that my really good collaborator, friend, and ally, Mark Kulak, is circling in. And so is Mark part of this group too? has been on my mind for three years before I was ever able to be interviewed by him or interview him himself. I knew he existed. I was told that he was just some historian. I went to great lengths to try to introduce them. You know what was happening? Jay was in this ghosting mode and he wouldn't do it. But now they've got all pally pally and literally have built a uh, sandcastle of delusions where suddenly I'm collaborating in the background with Cottrell and Adiads. <laughs> man, oh man, oh man. You need some Haloperidol, Jay. Stat. Zweigen is two stemmer. And so we fast forward to now and Mark and I and have have been Mark has been posting old videos of Paul Cottrell and Addy ads and and I've been posting old videos of Addy ads and myself and Paul Cottrell and Kevin McCarran and the analysis and basically accusing me of being part of some fucking cabal. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Analysis of these videos, we've come to realize that Paul Cottrell was lying about him being in med school, misrepresenting himself as a medical student when he was not a medical student. Yeah, who was calling him out on that? Who was calling him out on that, Jay? Hmm? But he was a biology student with a PhD in finance, but still calling himself Dr. Cottrell, even though it's a health crisis, so you should be precise. And we started calling him out, and unfortunately what happened was George Webb decided to defend Paul Cottrell. And he defended Paul Cottrell by calling Mark and myself a bunch of names, but before that he actually blocked us. The reason why he blocked us was because Mark came on a Twitter space of his and brought up the protocols. And said that if you're not talking about the protocols, you're not actually making any progress or you're not addressing the right problem, because that's where the majority of the deaths are. Well, George didn't like that because that wasn't the subject of the stream. And because Mark was implying that if you don't talk about the protocols, then you're still killing people. And George didn't like that. So he blocked everybody. But again, um, why were the people in the hospital in the first place? Something got them there. And look, uh, <laughs> Chasey's like a bitchy girlfriend that everyone in the friend group hates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, is it, is it just all about 
the, the divorce with Webb now? Does actually go to the places you're reporting on. So you can see already here that he's setting up straw man about the idea that I should have called Paul. Or <laughs> That's rich. That's rich coming from you. Tripling down on the idea that Paul Cottrell is one of the few heroes standing on the mountain, the sunset behind him with his cape blowing in the wind. It's absurd. Uh, you, you finally you finally caught up with my estimation then, Jay. Slow clap. That is the enchantment, my friends. That is the enchantment. That's the fifth generation warfare that Robert Malone is explaining, but not actually explaining at all. It's just lying. It's just careful language. <laughs> after, after all you've spat out on this fucking stream, holy shit, man. Talk about dark fucking triad. Wow. Okay, let me get to... Gigolm Biological, or the fact that I'm consulting for Bobby. You see? See? You see? Um, people see what a fucking loon you are. <laughs> uh, George Webb is an alcoholic. He loves to drink the red wine. Yeah, he likes a drink. That's for sure. It's brief. Um, my first uh, first thing I want to say is if uh, if uh... yeah yeah yeah, and then make a new sum. Yeah, I guess so. Some people were killed that way. Yeah, I guess. No, almost all of them. Um, citations, please. Again, um, something got them in the hospital, and. You know, uh, who knows? Who knows what the directors of the hospitals were taking as backhanders, etc. It was America is very, very um, rotten, I would say. But I don't think we have that problem in Japan. And you know what? We have surging deaths over the last two years. Still do this year. Um, yeah, he loves calling him Bobby. After Charles got him that job and he stabbed Charles in the back. So I'm in no way a fan of John Cullen. Um, I do think Mar uh, I, I do. Good, good. Cullen's a grifting, shady motherfucker. Be very, very skeptical of that wank stain. I feel bad for Paul because I think Paul's really, really tried and he's had a lot of tragedy happen in his own life during this period of time. Paul has not really, really tried. Paul has really, really lied. Because if you lie about being a doctor or being in med school at the start of a pandemic that you think is a red dragon event or a black swan event that will have an 18 month to two year horizon, you don't lie. Yeah, you know what? We're fucking three and a half years into it. And it ain't stopped. The deaths are still coming. And the situation is getting worse, geopolitically speaking, because now the Russians and the Chinese are turning round and with quite a bit of evidence 
pointing directly at U.S. programs. A lot of people died in Russia because of COVID. A lot of people. They vented all them and uh, did them that way too. Lie about being a doctor to start. But, you know, Paul's had a lot of trouble and he's done his best. My ass. More citizen science. So now we made money in another field and then we went into, because that's not what happened to me. Mm -hmm. It will get us out of this. His response is to say, I think JJ's got his heart in the right place. I think no. Mark does great research. Um, I'm questioning that now. John Brennan at CIA with Immunity Bio. He's still uh, scot-free. Shuang uh, Wu facts. And when you observe the facts and you see around the world in the most advanced way, maybe a Excuse me, but um, I wouldn't have talked to people who had been in, who had said Wouter Bassan had done hepatitis C murdered in their front yard, scuttlebutt and down on the warn people about. Listen and that's to this. Task Force had people kind of say that. I'm going to say Erasmus is a NATO bioweapons. And so then he brings up the idea that I worked at Erasmus, but he's never said Jay's bad, and he works at UPMC, but he never says Jay's bad. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a bullshit take from Webb. I heard that, and that's... Um... I, has, has Jay had anything to do with uh, Fouchier's lab? No, no. That's just, it's a big university and uh, so. See, it's important to be objective, Jay. The worst case scenario, paid, coached, coerced, urged to avoid the progress necessary to escape, to slow crystallography model of viral proteins that could interface within a database of all the existing FDA-approved drugs and pharmaceuticals, and in three weeks could spit out famotidine and a few other things, and you think that Robert Malone was fooled? That he didn't understand what was going on there when Robert Malone claims that that team was his, that he spun up, that was volunteers, and that he made the model of X-ray crystallography that was used to interact with the AI database of the FDA? Come on, George. Come on, everybody. You got to see it right now. The pieces need to move. Because they were surrounded by control. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm happy to be uh, on the same slide as uh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Narratives. People that are paid to push the worst case scenario. Paid, coached, coerced urged to avoid the progress necessary to escape, to slow roll the realization that it's not lab leak or natural virus. It never will be for these people. <laughs> what, what's infective clones being sprayed everywhere? What do you call that? What's that? Even if, the, even if I'll, I'll give you, they don't infect anyone, right? Just, just, just that they're toxic and they go around and spray. What's that? It's fucking lab origin biowarfare agent cooey pull your fucking head out your ass start waking up stop smoking less fucking weed people one very interesting thing to realize is that robert malone released a substack list of all of his worst cyber stalkers and on that list was george webb george webb including a link 
to his 60 Minutes episode at the start of the pandemic. Do you? Yeah, which was another reason that I put distance between myself and him at the beginning with uh, that Virginia Benassi um, story. Just a little bit shady. Really believe that George Webb is an independent reporter that was featured on 60 Minutes at the beginning of the pandemic, falsely accusing an airman and an airwoman of bringing coronavirus back from the Wuhan military games. And that Robert Malone, in an attempt to fight off his cyberstalker, has shared with you the, leb- the website of, of, of said stalker and also his claim to fame, the 60 Minutes episode, as evidence that he's a bad guy. He's also directed your attention to Peter Bregan and Ginger Bregan, who have a great book. And that book is all about a dangerous virus that's probably a bioweapon that spread around the world and was released on us on purpose. It's not really that bad of a book from the perspective of... How is that different to what you're saying? Cooey! Robert Malone and everybody who wants us to believe that there was a novel pathogen for which we were all vulnerable, that we had to do something, and the mRNA was one of that somethings, and there will be another pandemic in the future from a gain-of-function virus bioweapon. So maybe Robert Malone is suing them not because he wants them to be quiet, but because he doesn't want them to come to any further realization. He doesn't want their narrative to progress any farther. A very convenient person to sue because then their book sells, which actually doesn't work against the lies that my government has told me. Which is actually Robert Malone's book that he's selling. And they both tell the, basically the same story. That there was a bioweapon. We've been working on lots of bioweapons. Bioweapons can spread. This one's spreading. And the government... You're saying the same fucking thing. Just a little twist on it. And then coming up with all these delusional networks. Tragic, really. Lies about it. If George Webb is a liar from the start, a puppet from the start, are we really to believe that Robert Malone hasn't figured that out? Are we really to believe that Robert Malone thinks he's a legitimate guy? Or can you see what's more likely, that he's actually directing your attention to George? Because George will never get you into any trouble. George will never get you into any trouble that Robert Malone can't fix. But Mark might. Uh, that went over my head. I don't know what that meant. Um, the, the psychosis has gone too deep. Mark might. And so Matt Crawford was also on that list of bad guys, but then he spelled Matt Crawford's name wrong, and he also said that it was like Mark editing Wiki, Wiki Spooks, but that was actually Liam Sturgis, so I don't really know. But I know that Matt was on that list too. And so Robert Malone directed attention to Matt's art uh, rounding the earth and Matt's locals, because that's what you do when you mention people in your Substack and you have millions of subscribers. So just be aware, I've had Peter McCullough on my stream, and I think he did a pretty good job of staying right on narrative and avoiding tougher questions about what would happen if we just changed protocols on doctors and this kind of thing. But he was sort of okay. I mean, I reviewed it again. and oh, Peter McCullough, with his clinical experience, is saying, yeah, it impacts 
a bunch of people. It, it does cause problems. Now, again, you get into this issue of how much was weaponized to cause maximum harm, to roll out the next phase, and we're in the boosting component, and how much more harm is going to do with the class switching, etc. But Peter McCullough has remained pretty much on point that um, the virus is a problem, the vaccine is a problem. Uh, I would say it makes more sense to look at it as biowarfare agents, all of these systems as biowarfare being implemented and dragging us into uh, ever more escalating um, scenarios. Honestly, if I see anything in Peter McCullough, it's a guy who's been told he's not allowed to talk about certain things. I don't think he's that happy about it. Um, but I do feel like I was talking to someone who was not being completely free with his responses. And so not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying that he's probably some way or another controlled here as a result of this being a national security thing. So there are a few people that I think are really good. I think uh, Nick Hudson is definitely one of them. No, I don't, because he goes to extraordinary lengths to deny the role of biowarfare. Again, limited hangout, okay on overreach of governments, etc., but doesn't understand the science at hand. And when gigaspiral biology is trying to explain the science to him, no wonder he doesn't fucking get it. Um, he is the, the, the head guy of Panda, and he's just been a really consistent dude for a very long time, although I do think that he has been a little bit fooled by some of the people in the narrative, like we all have. And so... He needs your support. He needs your sharing. One of my favorite people from the Doctors for COVID Ethics group is Dr. Thomas Binder from Switzerland. He's a respiratory physiologist and a cardiologist. Again, another one who I'd argue doesn't fully understand the pathogen that we're dealing with. Looks at it specifically as a respiratory pathogen. Doesn't understand the systemic effects. And so... As a doctor, I would say that's quite incompetent. Now, I know he had a hard time and he got arrested, I think, etc. And I don't think that should have happened. He should have been allowed to treat patients as he saw fit. But again, I don't think he's fully grasping the scope of what has happened. Just, and he's absolutely spectacular. Um, so please follow him, share his videos, this kind of thing. He's got a very charming accent. Of course, you know Denny Rancor. I've had him a few times, a couple times. Uh, I've featured him one time on my stream. I think actually Mark Usatonic is going to interview him in a week. Um, his data, of course, has been seminal to us understanding whether there was a pandemic or not. He's been analyzing lots of countries. His latest paper that's coming out in a week or so in preprint form um, is the best yet. And he's analyzed data from all different countries to find signals which only correlate. Yeah. Uh, only the ones that fit his uh, hypothesis. He leaves a lot out. With the boosters. Um, and then finally, a relatively new friend that I've made, Jessica Hockett, um, a teacher of teachers from New York City, um, who has really done a great job with sort of teasing out the signals of spread or not spread and really using the data from New York to show that there really wasn't uh, the story that we were told that there was. So this is basically where we are here with this green middle of people who are exploring the idea of how yeah. were we led to believe that this biological phenomenon happened when in reality it didn't. Yeah, nothing happened. It was it was all just theatrics. <laughs> oh man. Man oh man oh man. Um look, if you want to follow those plebs in the middle, 
been my guest, but you're you're missing far, far more of the bigger picture, right? And let's get this clown off the screen. Let's go back here and uh, this acquired immune deficiency syndrome correlation with SARS-CoV-2 N genotypes. Interesting paper. Got to take a look. Oh, we've got to take that into account. Oh, I don't want to lose my place, but um, this highly efficient intracellular spreading of protein misfolding mediated by viral ligand receptor interactions, the role of SARS-CoV-2 in, co in causing prion seeding. Um, I don't have the, the paper I'm reading right now open as well, but oh. basically... When you, when you become immune dysregulated, human endogenous retroviruses emerge and they cause prion seeding as well. All through extracellular vesicles, all having viral receptor ligands that go and bind to other cells and cause this prion cascade. This is the level that you need to get down to to understand what's going on. And that's the biology that's been released, I'm afraid. Like I say, you can go keep listening to those clowns in the middle. It might make you feel better, etc. But that's not the base reality. And I can assure you, JJ Cooey is a backstabbing, lying snake. Seen the documents. I know what happened. I was there. Okay. Um, do not trust that man. Okay. All right. Um, I will see if anyone else has sent a uh, dono. Keep the doc in the game and that blick fid. Um, I don't know if that's new or not, but um, just for a successful stream day, we will have uh, what shall we have? Well, a good old chemical alley. Why not? <laughs> Um, Josie says, if that were true, and I wish it were, we would be not be in the situation we are today. We could vote our way out of this mess. Yeah, I think all that's gone. Pray that the court cases can do something, but, you know, temper expectations in that domain and get ready for what these fuckers are going to pull next. Um, or go and bury your head in the sand. Do a cooey. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm out of here. Take care. God bless. Thank you for listening. I will be back in the next stream and we'll finish this, uh, the prion seeding uh, via the exosome pathways. I will see you guys later. Bye-bye. You don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these gaffers. I will fucking kill each fucking gaffer. I swear. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Fuck these gaffers. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever throws you my fucking blood blood. Never. I will fucking die. For my fucking fees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage!
all that five. This guy. Simtech